Holy shit. Um, Is that it? Are we rolling? That's what we're doing today. Good morning. I don't know what that laugh was. Good morning, everybody. Sometimes conversations just get dumbed down to a point of (laughs) stupidity. You. Yeah, your laugh even changes. You sound yeah, like, I know. You yeah. sound like Gomer Pilots. What I sounded like from the movie is just like, uh, hoo, 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 hoo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened to me. Yeah, my brain just stopped for a second. I couldn't even form the proper cadence of a laughter. Maybe that was what that intro was designed to do, is just stop brain function. Well, it worked this morning. <laughs> it definitely did. Good morning, Kyle. Hey, my friend. Kyle Crosby in the house. Mr. Ike. Landman. Wait, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Oh, what? Wrong one. There it is. There we go. Boy, you got that keyboard down, brother. How many buttons you got? Eight. Eight buttons. You can make them whatever you want, and I haven't touched any of them, but the big white one, that's our intro. The big white one's the intro. You got a laugh track. Yeah. Got a cheers. Oh, that's a nice one. I like that. a little sad. Okay, keep going. Oh, it's a rim shot. Crickets. Ooh, oh, it's wow. magic. Fairy tale magic. Dang. That's what we got. Oh, there's so many moments we could have used that magic. There's so many moments we could have used the crickets. I uh, know. <laughs> yeah, that, that one would have been uh, legit about 100 times. So this is us figuring out this big fucking colorful thing in front of me. Yeah, Kyle's massive-ass keyboard. Bro, This okay. What the fuck happened to the Ridgeline? I don't know if I want to say. There's 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 no ridgeline parked out in front of the building right now. What happened? Uh, that's because you can't find a ridgeline right now. What? So if you want a ridgeline. So Honda, I found this out. Honda, like when you go to a Ford dealer, you can order a truck, right? Yeah. You can pick out what you want and you can order it. Honda doesn't work that way. Honda gets allocated X amount of vehicles per month by the dealership with packages or no packages already on it. Basically, the plant in Honda mass produces a thousand red ridge lines with a utility package with roof rails. Okay. And then dealers go through an allocation process and can get one or two of those. So if you want a ridge line right now, you have to be, you have to get an allocated vehicle that's coming down the pipeline. Okay. Instead of like ordering it. So yeah. you get what you get or what they're what's coming with coming. Yeah, can you can you put your name on one? Yes. And then if it shows up and yeah. you don't like it, you can be like, eh. Yeah, you can put a deposit down on one. Okay. So there's currently a deposit down on oh, one. Oh, there is a <laughs> Oh, 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 oh. So the process is rolling. Yeah, dude. The process was different. Um Where'd you go? Well, I ended up at Wild East Town. Wild Honda. Yep. And uh I'd never dealt with them before. But it was pretty good. I mean, it was chill. There's not new car buying us, so. Yeah. It is what it is right now. Yeah. You, you, well, fucking even, even used car buying anymore. It's like the way they price used cars at car lots, yeah. there's, there's so little room yeah. to dick around with price or anything. Yep. And so, but you're getting so much for used vehicles right now that it's almost as you know, two years ago, I would have gotten probably two to $3,000 less for my car. Really? Yeah. For a trade-in. For a trade-in. 
Okay. And so while you don't really negotiate the top end price, you get so much more for your trade and it kind of balances. Right now it does. Right now. Yeah. Now there's not like massive incentives. You know, there was a time pre-COVID like on an F-150, if let's say sticker on an F-150, and I know this because I looked at the F-150s, is 55 grand. Yeah. Like on an XLT, mm-hmm. mid-level package, whatever. Um, you know, you could probably get with incentives and negotiating that down to like 42, 44. Mm-hmm. So you could get an easy 10 grand off. So that those days are gone. So right. on a vehicle like that, um, you know, there's not, the the balance isn't quite there. But on a car that's not as expensive, you know, $40,000 Ridgeline, let's say, I would imagine pre-COVID they were still selling them for 36, 37, 38. Yeah. There's just not that much room there. Yeah, with the Ridgeline, I mean, other than that one trim package that looks like it comes from Mars. Right. What's the other, what's your other options for trim that like upgrades? Like, what do you have? On the Ridgeline? Yeah, I mean, what do they offer? Do they, do they have like the Eddie Bauer version or shit yeah, like that? Yeah, they've got, they've got four versions. And the thing with the Ridgeline is they're all relatively loaded to an extent. So their sport model, which is their base model, is still freaking thirty-eight grand. Okay, but it's it got leather and all it that. It doesn't have leather, but it has like the Honda Safety Sense suite, so lane keeping and. Um, I hate that shit. Yeah, and the, I think that they put that on all of them, all-wheel drive standard, um, and it's got like rear climate control and basically, the, general stuff. Then they got a, a version above that, an RTL. And that automatically puts you in leather with heated seats and uh, moonroof and some random crap. And then they have an RTLE, which is like a better speaker system. And there's an in-bed stereo, so the whole bed turns into a stereo. Really? Yeah. So, like, if you're sitting outside. Yep. You can just fucking run come, it through your it truck. Does it come with an extra battery? Huh? No, it has a built-in thing. So once the battery starts pulling less than uh, 12 volts, because normally it's supposed to pull like 12.6. Yeah. Then it'll shut off. Really? Yeah. Same with the inverter. So it has an inverter in it. Okay, that's nice. And it can do 400 watts if the truck is running, but if the truck is off, it'll do 150 watts. Same scenario, though, but it won't drain your battery beyond 12 volts. God, every every truck should have that. Yeah, but... That's the, amazing. You have to upgrade truck. You have to go above a base model to get trucks now with inverters in the back, I feel like. Inverters in the bed? Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean... That's not a, I don't think that's a common thing for regular trucks. Yeah, but I meant with the anti-battery Oh, drain. yeah. I'm guessing with technology they're getting there. They should. They should. Same with headlights, you know what I mean? Yeah, I do. It's like, how many times do people leave a dome light on? Yeah. And it's the dumbest thing. It's just a dome light. Exactly. You know, exactly. and it's like, there's no reason that there shouldn't be a, a switch that says, oh, we're getting a little low here. Yep. You know, shut everything down yeah. or however the hell it works. How, so, how does it work? I'm just assuming. shuts it off? Yeah, it just. Yeah, I'm assuming until the truck turns on, like it kills everything but the starter on it. Mm, smart technology. I'm sure there's some things that maybe you can still run and drain it. I don't know mm. for sure. It's got uh, the touchless key thing, so you just put your hand in it and it unlocks like behind the the handle. It so, has it has remote start with a button, Ike. That's, oh, a real button? The, a real button. Oh, shut up. You, shut you up. can tell us that in a bit. Um, so wait, the touchless thing. So um, you, your keys in your pocket. Yep. And you just put your hand in there, and yep. if it's the keys close by, you the put co- your, the key has to be within yeah. like a f- you know three foot. So it's a touchless proximity. unlock. Yep. And, and and touchless start. Yep. Well, it has remote start and then a push button start. Push button start. That's what I mean. Yeah, and then you it has put the key in. it has a walk away lock feature. 
Nice. So you just walk away. If the key's more than 10 feet away, it auto, it auto locks. <laughs> That's so good for me. I, I'm, pic- <laughs> I'm picturing like that the walk away explosion scene. <laughs> Dude just fucking strolling all badass. Instead of it exploding, you hear this doop doop. <laughs> it's a little lock button and you're like, fuck yeah. Just walking away like a That's badass. That's really good for me. It's awesome. Even, it's even a great when feature, man. Even when we've been here and recorded, I can attest to this. I've had to walk down. I'm like, did I walk lock my fucking car? Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there through the window trying to lock it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, I'm I, a little, I do the same thing. On that. I'll, I'll get into a restaurant. I'm like, oh, fuck. I'll, I'll, I'll click it, you know. And luckily, my, my remote's got a lot of range on it. So I can, and mm-hmm. I, I'll just look for my taillights to flash, yeah. and then yeah. I know. But yeah, I'll do the same thing. Yeah. And And it's like... I don't know. Maybe it's just like it, like you said, an OCD thing, or I, I bet you a lot of people do it. A lot of people oh, yeah. do it. Like they'll lock it when they leave, and then they'll look. Mm, Did I lock? Yeah, eh, I'm gonna <laughs> lock that again just to make sure. Oh, some bitch is still my shit. The one time I didn't lock mine, my caught my hey, yeah. sunglasses got stolen. So see, it's what happens. So get, get all vacation. Break. You heard anyway. it here first. I uh, we've been pretty quiet about it, but yeah, I put the order in. Put nice. a deposit down. Nice. So here's how this worked. I, I wanted to know how much I get for my car. So I went to Kelly Blue Book, and you can do an instant offer. Yeah. And so I'm like, fuck it. I want to see. So I hit instant offer. Inst- and I got the offer. And it was like, oh, fuck. Okay, yeah. I'm good with that number. It was like 15 grand. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And uh, I'm like, okay. And uh, then my phone starts fucking ringing. Well, and then in the Kelly Blue Book, you can say, oh, what kind of vehicle are you looking to get rid of? Are you looking to, you know, change vehicles? What kind are you going through? I'm like, fuck yeah, Honda Ridgeline, blah, 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 blah. So then all these dealers suddenly start calling me throughout Wisconsin. Nuh-uh. Yes, because they're all in this Kelly Blue Book system. And oh, it's an instant cash fuck. offer. So all these dealers are like, hey, your car, consider it sold. You want to come look at a Ridgeline? And they're like down in fucking West Bend and Milwaukee and up in Appleton. Really? Like, fuck, dude. I just want to be closer. <laughs> yes, I want you to t- pay me this much for the vehicle, but I want to be closer. Now, did you <clears throat> did you consider driving the extra mileage? Yes. Because so, like if they had one, well, none of them none of them had them. Oh, none willing, of them had. They were willing to see what was in their September allocation. Oh, okay. So, long story short. I end up talking to this guy in Appleton because I'm lived in Appleton. I'm familiar with where the dealership is. I got no problem going up there for a trip to pick up a truck because I have family up there, so we can make a whole day of it. Yeah, it worked out well. He's like, "Yep, we got one. It's a September al- September allocation. Um, this color, this pa- you know, no packages. Blah 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 blah. Which means it should be here mid October." I'm like, "Okay, sweet." And he goes, "You know, I'm like, well, I want to know what." My trade's worth to you. He goes, yeah, we'll do this, blah, 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 based on that. He goes, we just have to verify everything you put in Kelly Blue Book is accurate. I'm like, yeah, makes sense. So I'm like, well, this was late fucking, this was late Friday, mm-hmm. last Friday. I'm like, well, I'm going to go home, think about it, make sure my wife is still comfortable with it. We had right. talked about it prior, and she mm-hmm. is, but I want to just verify everything. He goes, well, these things are selling quick. I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'm like, look, man, if it sells, it sells. I'm not I'm not impulse buying a $40,000 truck. Right. It was okay. So we went home and Sam and I looked at, you know, we talked about it. And I had already seen one. I went down to Madison once and they had one that was sold, but they let me look through it to make sure it size-wise yeah. and stuff. 
Um, and that was at Zimbrick, which it didn't like <laughs> side note. I went down to Zimbrick because I have a Honda from back in high school that was purchased at Zimbrick. So I thought, Oh yeah, I'll just go back there. They didn't have any in stock. They had one that had just sold, but he let me sit in it, test the size, blah, 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 yeah. blah. So, but then he never got back to me on what was coming down the pipeline. <laughs> And then when I put in this instant offer, then I got all these other people calling me anyways. Right. So I'm like, whatever, man. If you're not urgently trying to sell your car in this market. Zimbrick can piss off. Yeah, kind of. And uh, so I was working with this guy in Appleton. Saturday morning comes. Giant fucking fundraiser here in Baraboo. So I'm doing two things at once. I'm fielding texts from this guy. Or no, I'm excuse me, Friday night. So Sam and I talk about it. We're good with it. We're watching videos on so she can see what the truck actually looks like mm-hmm. and all it does and the package or the trim level we were looking at blah blah blah. she was good with it and she goes you know what make you know you don't have to finance like 14 15 grand yeah you can pay that off in three years easy that's fine if you want the truck get the truck fuck yeah yeah so i woke up in the morning pumped i'm like fuck yeah can't find trucks anyways and i got one so this guy's texting me and goes hey just talk to my finance guy Everything looks good. Trade value looks good. Can you just send me some pictures in the VIN? I'm like, yep. Send him the pictures of the VIN. Calls me. Oh, and then I was trying to tell him, like, I know Apple, you're not. Appleton? Yeah, Appleton guy. Okay. Like, I know you're not negotiating, but if you could sell me a tonneau at cover, cover at cost, that would really help. Mm-hmm. He goes, I'll see what I can do. Calls back and goes, yep, my finance guy said everything's good. Didn't know about the tonneau cover, but he can talk to accessories. He goes, um, so we just need a $500 deposit, and this thing gets built next week. And then it'll be here mid-October. I'm like, sweet. Uh, he goes, oh, hang on a second. And he goes, oh, can I call you right back? I'm like, yep. Calls me back. Hey, just talked to my finance guy. Uh, we sold that truck. I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, we just sold it. Someone put a deposit on it. I'm like, dude, we're actively fucking talking. Mm-hmm. That's the market, bro. I know it is, but I was still pissed. <laughs> I knew it was. Any, yeah. to, be, to be very fair, I understand it, and I'm not. It like, sucks. I have no right to be pissed, but at the same time, like, I'm taking pictures of my car, like, yeah, we're, we're on the phone to take a deposit, and he's telling me everything's good on his end, mm-hmm. and then he hangs up and then calls me back and is like, yeah, it's not good anymore. At the at that same moment, some other fucking dude was on the phone yep. with it for the same truck so, doing the same thing. I was a little ornery. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck, dude? <laughs> yeah. And uh, so he goes, well, he goes, yeah. He's like, I have an October build coming that's a white one. Uh, that'll be here mid to late November. I'm like, I don't know right now. He goes, well, I'm the only one who knows about this white one, so we got a little time to figure it out. I'm like, okay, sure, buddy. <laughs> you are so pissed I was at so the time. fucking pissed. So, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, who hasn't called me back on this Kelly Blue Book instant thing? Because you can see what dealers accept that offer. Mm-hmm. And Wild East was one of them. I'm like, what the fuck? And, uh, and meanwhile, I got... I got a guy in West Bend who's sending me videos of a Ridgeline with car seats in it to prove to me that they fit. But he's there booked out. He couldn't get me one until January. Oh. And I'm so I'm trying to be polite. I'm like, man, I appreciate all yeah, the effort you're going hard, through. Man. Yeah. But I'm not waiting until January. Yep. Like, I'm on the bandwagon right now. And so you got to keep me on this bandwagon. Otherwise, I'm probably jumping off of it. Mm. Like, I don't want to get disinterested, but January is a long time. Yep. For yeah, a guy yeah. who's currently impulse buying a fucking truck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not impulse buying a truck, but I'm kind of impulse but buying But I kind of am at the same time. So I called, 
So Sam and I have, there's two hours between events last week. So we had the 5K, and I got home at yeah. like 2.30, and then we had to be up at uh, the Apple Orchard uh, like at 4 to help set up with that. So, or 4.30, excuse me. And uh, in the meantime, there was this like thing at the Children's Museum. So they had like a police car, a fire truck, and an ambulance, and like safety day kind of things. Yep. And Lincoln loves all emergency vehicles. Every little boy loves Absolutely, those trucks. Absolutely, right? Yeah. And so we, um, I get home and I'm like, here's what we can do. It's like 2, 2.30. I'm like, why don't I shower, put on my nice clothes because the event that night was supposed to be mm-hmm. nice. Like yeah. we dressed up legit. I'm like, and then I will drive separately over to the Children's Museum. We can go through all the safety days together and then I'll leave from there to the event. Perfect. So I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to call Wild East on the way over to this children's museum. So I called and uh, I got hooked up with a lady. And while I get in the car, my phone fucking Bluetooth's over to Sam's car. Oh God. <laughs> so I'm talking to this lady about a Ridgeline and then suddenly I can't hear anything. And she's over in Sam's car talking to her, her <laughs> Sam now about the Ridgeline. That's so like awesome. we put it on privacy. I'm like, uh, sorry, are you still there? Anyways, I tell her my sob story about getting what I considered fucked out of a truck. <laughs> and she goes, yeah, it's pretty tough out there. And I tell her what I'm looking for. And she goes, hang on a second. She goes, I know something happened this morning. Let me go check on something. That's such a line. I, it might have been a line, but at the same time, I don't know, because she had some specifics that it might have been legit. And she goes, okay, so here's the deal. She's like, we have October allocations already bought out, and we're supposed to ask them. Uh, but the guy who's getting a September allocation truck, it's black, backed out, and we also have a gray one. The guy on the gray wants to move his deposit down to the black one. I'm like, okay. She goes, that means there's a gray one coming in September or being built in September that I'm supposed to ask the October allocations if they want. She goes, would you just want to put a deposit on it, and then we'll just say it's yours? I'm like, I would like to do that, yes. <laughs> nice. So, so I you put it took deposit. it from somebody else, though. I did see, and so I'm that kind of I'm that oh, fucking guy too. God, but they don't know. No, I I, I, know. I think it turned into I called at the right time. Yeah, it just sure worked, and I was angry, and I wasn't angry at the wild lady, <laughs> East lady. Oh, of course you weren't. No, and so I I do feel like there might have been a little sympathy in the uh, this happened this morning. We haven't figured out the details yet, but do you just want to do it? Yep. No, it sounds like she was like, and honestly, it's a lot less work for her. Yeah, she doesn't you know, have to start calling her October allocations yeah. to see if they anyone wants to move, and then they have to sell an October allocation. Right. Yeah. So then, so then she's got you on the phone. Yep. You're interested right now. You're motivated. Yep. You're pissed off. Yep. You want a fucking <laughs> truck, and she's just like, "Oh, this motherfucker's going to take this truck in a heartbeat." No, she's like, she's like, she's like, you don't have to. I get it. She goes, but if you don't, Monday I have to call everyone else no i know but i'm just saying like in in general the, yeah i imagine the mood was like this guy wants a truck really yep. bad he's obviously willing to to buy and and he had one in his hands and it slipped away yep this is a good opportunity for me so, and and you so yeah i'm literally at the children's museum with a credit card out in the parking lot putting down a deposit on this truck nice congratulations thanks man that's awesome so it's being built this week or last week it was started being Built on the assembly line Wednesday, and it's supposed to be done Sunday, and then it goes into transit. 
into transit. She said about two to three weeks, depending on. So here's some crazy shit right now. Unknowns. Speaking of transit, have you seen the pictures from uh, the L.A. Port Authority? No. So this was on Wednesday, I think. There's like 70 fucking cargo ships floating outside of L.A. Port Just Authority. Floating? They can't get unloaded. There's not enough workers. There's not yeah. enough trucks. So, okay, so you remember that ever whatever thing that was stuck in the canal? Yep. Okay. That was a big fucking thing because there was a bunch of ships backed up, and it was like at one point it was over a over a billion dollars worth of goods. Was sitting there. Was sitting there waiting. Now it's sitting there waiting, not because there's a ship stuck, but because we just don't have enough fucking people to right. unload them. Right. And it's like, so and your truck's not, is it being built here? Alabama. <laughs> it's being built in Alabama? Yep. No shit. I bought all the parts. So that I'm assuming the parts come from overseas. Uh, they build the engine there too. So I'm sure some of the parts do, yeah. But the, it, it's... I think they have their shit figured out. Oh, well, good. Well, so I'm I think crossing I, my fingers for you. That yeah, you I think the biggest possibi- possibility for delay at this point is delivery drivers to put the trucks on the mm. put the trucks on another truck and then drive them out. Yeah. I think that's the biggest possibility of delay, not the yeah. assembly process, which is very different than a possibility. Possibility. <laughs> possibility is that's two a.m. <laughs> sorry, sorry anybody, Jesus. sorry anybody. I don't know why I went there, but I heard possibility, and I was like, "Huh, what does that yeah. mean?" Anyway, so I'm hopeful. Yeah, as as yeah, as you should be, and and I'm being a little pessimistic just because I was looking at that going. It just took me all the way back to like, you know, like when I told you when we I went to Menards and there was no spray paint. Yep. You know, it's yep. like it's like how many things aren't on the shelves right now, and I've heard it a lot lately. A lot yeah. from people that like there it's just these random things that you can't buy right now. And so it's like, oh, well, it's because they're all floating in the middle of the ocean <laughs> on these tanker ships that can't get unloaded. And it's like, I'm sure there's a bigger story to it than just like not enough dock workers, but I know it's got to be part of it. Yeah. And I was going to look that up this morning, but it's, it's just like, that's, it's pretty crazy right now where there's such high demand, and so we're pumping out orders for shit everywhere. Yep. But then the supply chain is breaking down, distribution's breaking down, but it's not anybody's fault. You know, it's like I was, uh, oh, t-shirts. I was gonna, I had to order a hoodie and some hats and stuff. Mm-hmm. Couldn't get them. Really? Can't get them. Can't get my t-shirts. Can't get my hats. Just what Gildan stuff? It's uh, no, it wasn't Gildan. It was somebody else. Um, that I get my stuff from the thirty nine thirty. Oh yeah, you wear hats, can't get those. Really? Um, yeah, it's, it's which is uh, so weird because we just got some. I know two months ago. I know. I asked her. I said, I "Need to order this many more this size." She says, oh, "Can't get them. Can't get Nike hats." Wow. Yeah, it's um, it's it, it is. It's just these little pockets of like whatever's on a ship. Yeah, you know you can't get. So imagine. Well, Eric down at Baraboo Burger when we were running that thing, he's like, "I can't get fucking pickle chips." From Cisco, <laughs> yeah, he's like, I've been trying for two weeks. I can't get can't pickle, get pickle chips. chips. So like, there's not a pickle shortage. Yeah, it's just like you can't get the pickles from from wherever where, they're where grown. They Dude, slice them. Just go to the farmers market. There's all kinds of cucumbers. Just make your own. How long does it take to pickle a cucumber? I don't think it takes very long. 
because that process is you just like stick it in like vinegar. vinegar. Yeah. Vinegar. vinegar. <laughs> That's a way Sounds you, so nasty. You, like you, you have to say it. vinegar in a certain way. You can't just be like vinegar. Mm. <laughs> you got to say Oh Jesus. Vinegar. I hope that sportea was empty. The sportea was empty. Uh. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy out there. And then then you get people like me who's like, fuck it. I don't care if it's crazy. I want a truck. Well, I th- that's the thing is that I think everybody, we're navigating a new kind of environment we're living in where we got to like, what are we willing to give up? What do we got to go through to get what we want now? Yeah. You know, we have to work a little harder and we got to be a little more, a little more impulsive, you know? Yeah. Like you are, you've been, you've thought about this for a I while. I know. I've been so thinking been about this for a prepared, year. But like, a lot of people, like, uh, um, oh, here's a little tidbit of information i just been reading about lately. So apparently natural gas prices are going to be through the fucking roof. Oh, really? Yeah. So they're already 100% more than they were last year. Great. Yeah. So, and they're supposed I just to- just turned my heat on the other day, too. Oh, you lazy, cold-ass mother. Our house was chilly. I mean, it was chilly, man. I'm still one of them dads at Thermos that don't get touched yeah, until there's see, snow on the ground. I was no, thinking about, about it. it. I was thinking about it. I'm like, okay, Lincoln would be fine because he has blankets and comforters and he can, like, snuggle up. But Wesley's still young enough where he just sleeps in a onesie. Oh, yeah. And, like, I'm like, hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good dad coming out. Does that little You're softening fuzzy, him up, man. Fuzzy onesie. You're, you're making Wesley soft. <laughs> he has gotta, a blanket, but he doesn't know how to cover himself with it. Got to make him hard, man. Jesus. It was like 60 fucking four in the house. I'm like, oh. 64? It's a little chilly. It was, it was, it was chilly. At night? Yeah, it was like 3 a.m. like, fuck, should I turn the furnace on at 3 a.m.? Mm. Your kids are so spoiled <laughs> compared to my kids. My kids, I would set the thermostat at 58 God. at night. And they'd, they'd be like, I'm going, like, put on a hoodie. <laughs> and it's like, we buy you hoodies for a reason. I'm still cold. There's a blanket on the couch. It's just like Jesus. 58 <laughs> degrees, baby. That's why. I mean, it's not so bad now. No. When my kids were young, though. I was broke ass. Yeah. You know, know, whatever, you know. But it was like. You point. You just pointed at me. You saying I'm broke. No. No. I, w- I was just like. I was just saying. I was broke ass. I was a broke ass whatever. No. I'm not saying you're broke. I'm just saying that like. Oh, don't take that. I'm just anyway, fucking good. Um, so, yeah. Like, I would I, like. I don't know if it was like I don't think it was like from my old man that like he was all hardcore about the thermostat, but I know like a lot of people, you know, it's like mm-hmm. there there's like a thing in the house you don't touch the yeah, fucking thermostat, sure. you know. Um, but I was definitely one of those guys where it was just like it was fifty eight at night, and it was like no more than like I think in the winter time we were like sixty seven during the day. Oh wow. Yeah, we never broke 70, and then the AC did not come on until it was like 105 outside. Nice. Yeah, see, once it gets really cold, I'll, keep, I'll go down to 67 at night, uh, and then typically in a, it, like during the day it's at 70. Yeah. So I don't have a big swing. I cool it off a little bit, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... Speaking of thermostats, I still don't get have my fucking replacement thermostat. Are you serious? Yeah. What are you doing? With... What is that? That was what, back in July? Yeah, Where's your th- what are you using now? The same one. Just can't connect to my phone still. Oh. So it still works. You just can't yeah, I know. It's just yeah. fucking annoying. Anyways, God we were talking. Oh, you got all kinds of anger issues going on. You need some some uh, some massage or something. Work it all out. I went to, uh, so I've been going to the health source. What's up, health source? 
Health Source, Health Source team, rocking it out. And typically when I would go, it would be because our whole family would go. And like I wouldn't get adjusted, but Sam would be there, Lincoln would be there, and Wes would be there. And so it's pretty, you know, routine. You get down, they get adjusted, and they leave. Well, I've been going, and I've been going by myself just because it fits my schedule. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, a lot more to it. So I got there last time, and shout out to Ruth. She's like, oh, yeah, lay down. I'm like, okay. She's got, like, that little vibro massager thing. She goes, oh, yeah. And she's starting massaging my back. I'm like, uh, the fuck are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. I was not prepared. She's she's preparing you. I know. I w- I'm not wasn't thinking that. I was just like, come get a little cracky cracky and be out. So does it make you uncomfortable? A little, but not bad. Hmm. I got a touch thing, man. I've be- I've created a bond with Michael. What's up, Michael? <laughs> so Michael's cool. He's cool. The first time, so the first adjust- adjustment, he was like, "I know you don't like people touching you. Is this okay?" I'm like, "Yeah, man, just do it. Go for it." Wow. Huh. So it, it so I know I know um only I know a handful of people. I didn't so this is a this is fucking hard to say right now. But I knew you weren't a hugger. Yeah. But I didn't know it was like any kind of people touching you at all. I I'm I'm not a massage guy. Well, that's there's a lot of people. I'm just saying like but but like uh like if some like if you ever got your hair cut, did you ever wash your hair? Did you ever go to a place that washed your hair? Yeah. Did you like it? Um, yeah, it was fine. Yeah, dude. Like, but I washed my hair before I got there, so it was unnecessary. <laughs> <laughs> Used to be whenever I give my haircut, there I went to this uh, woman named Holly. Shout out to Holly. She was like the bomb dot com. She would wash my hair every time. Oh my fucking god! I could sit there and have someone wash my hair for an yeah. hour. It feels so amazing, dude. Because she'd like use her fingernails and like give you a little scalp massage mm. and massage and everything. It is incredible. So like when I go to the health source, I I hope somebody comes over that little <laughs> butt gun and guns up my back and stuff because that's amazing. Yeah. You know, heck yeah, man. It felt good. Yeah, it's like. Speaking of which, uh oh. Uh, he's got a big guess, guess what everybody He's Today's- got a package here <laughs> Do I ever So I just want to clarify I don't have a problem with people touching me If we have a rapport Alright Yeah <laughs> I don't <laughs> like strangers <laughs> You don't want some rando Coming up and touching you <clears throat> So Speaking of health source Yeah I brought along a little friend of mine That I wanted to do a little show and tell Oh I like it This is A th- it's not a Theragun because Theragun's a brand name. Yeah, and it's super expensive. But this is called a Toloco. <laughs> have you ever used one of these? Yeah, I have one. You have one of these? Yeah. Oh, fuck. not that specific brand. So, I just got one like three weeks ago. This bad boy is my best friend. Yeah. This time of year, okay, everybody. A Toloco is the Amazon knockoff brand of a Theragun. I think I spent like 79 bucks on it. Yep. I spent like 100 on mine. Um, this thing at night when I sit down after work, watching a little Netflix or whatever, you can use it and it's not so fucking loud. Mm-hmm. But the first time someone ever used anything like this was Michael mm-hmm. on me. Oh my God. This thing is the greatest fucking thing. So what he's holding is a massage percussion gun, if you didn't know that. It oh. looks like, I know, because I... Did research of course you did i didn't know you had one ironically i liked mine so much 
I'm not going to lie to you. I had actually considered getting you one for like a Christmas gift because oh, no I thought shit. you would really enjoy it. Wow, Kyle. But that's, that's now so out nice the window. <laughs> so now I got to think something else. So nice of you to tell me that you're going to get me one of these. I thought uh, I really enjoy ours as well. Mm-hmm. They're awesome. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's got like head attachments. Yeah. Okay. So how many head attachments does yours come with? Uh, four, I believe. Okay. I got like, I got like, I don't know, 17 or some shit. Yeah. You got a lot in there. So like there's one that looks like a goalpost with little nubby things on it. There's one that looks like a serrated knife. Yeah. What the hell are you going to do with that serrated knife one? Well, First, once you cut your bread with it, <laughs> you, you gotta. So I think so. Uh, Michael Zoper at Health Source Chiropractic, who is the fucking man, always talks about stripping your muscles and your tendons mm-hmm. when they're when they're lo- when they're tight and stuff. And I think that's what these things do. Oh, sure. Is you you rub it like horizontally on your tendons and yeah. muscles, and it like opens them up to more yeah. blood flow. So, quick side note, Doctor Michael. Sam's getting a little irritated because every time I've been going, I come back and I buy something that he recommends. <laughs> He's <laughs> so good first, at it, man. So the first time I went, it was a lacrosse ball to do some exercises on my shoulder. And that was after the fact that he asked if I had a massage gun and I said no. And then I did some research and I bought a massage gun just like that on Amazon. Yeah. And then this last time I went, I got like a foam roller because I got to start rolling out my back. Mm-hmm. So Sam's like, she's got to talk to Dr. Michael about buying something else more relevant to her. Oh, she's she. It's not fair. Sam's not getting anything cool. Is that what's I, happening? I use this on Sam, and she she's I think mixed bag on it. Um, oh, really? I think she enjoys is it, it, and painful? maybe I don't. Yeah, and maybe I I use the wrong attachment or too much pressure. I enjoy like when she's using doing it on my mid back. Mm-hmm. She can fucking push, and I like yeah. it. So, um. Generally, when I use it, I just do it on myself. Yeah. I figured out ways to get to my back and my shoulders and my arms and everything. And it's like, I understand, though, like, if you're giving the power of this to somebody else, because Michael's put this on my calves before. Yeah. He presses. I want to fucking punch him in the throat. Yeah. I, wanted, I wanted to take him out so bad. Oh, Michael, I love you. I love you. But you test me sometimes, brother. Yeah, dude. He, <laughs> two weeks ago, like, when I was in the height of allergies, he, like, did something on my temple, and he goes, you feel that pressure? I'm like, I feel fucking pain. <laughs> Dude. He goes, yeah, you're really tight right there. I'm like, yeah, well, you're fucking knuckles in my temple, so of course I'm excited. You're about ready to, about ready to get a sandwich, brother. <laughs> yeah, man, he's like, there's times when it's just like. But he was right. I mean, at the end of the day, he's right. So. Okay, that's great. He's right, but he's, I, I think he's a little sadistic. I love you, man. I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> it's, wait. There's times, okay, so for me, it's it's my calves. Yep. It's always my calves. Yeah. It is super tight. I'm sure it's like with a lot of people. Well, but, you're on your feet all day. Yeah. But I'm laying there, you know, and he's he's just like, okay, and he's pressing on my back and do a couple cracks, gets down to my, does he crack your toes? Yeah, what? He tries to, and he always cracks my left toes, but he never cracks my right toes. They don't do it. Kyle's going for the Theragun. Or to, to loco, I call. I just call it a Theragun. Sorry, Theragun. I don't mean to. You gotta yeah. Flip the button on the yeah, bottom, and then hit the power button. Um, so uh, uh, it's so quiet. Isn't it is it really awesome. Quiet. It's nice. Yeah. So I I I home built one. What? Yeah. So when I first saw these things come out, and they were like two grand, 
Yeah, they were expensive. So expensive. That's my spot right there. Oh, that's the spot. Oh, those things are so awesome. Anyway, so I, when I first um, saw them come out for like two grand, I'm like, oh, those look, those look awesome. Like, I want one, but they're so expensive. So I was like looking up on YouTube how to build your own uh, Theragun, right? So Black & Decker makes this cordless jigsaw, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, and it, But it looks like this shape. Most jigsaws don't look like this shape. Right. They have a different shape. It's like more like a, a, a D handle. Yeah. So, um, they make this this cordless jigsaw with this shape of the Theragun, um, and uh, and then you can buy this aftermarket kit that will fit the end of the jigsaw. Someone built it. Nice for like fifteen bucks. Yeah, and it came with four attachments um, that you screw into the end. But it sounded like a freight train. It was like, rah, rah, rah. oh yeah, dude, it it's was, a fucking jigsaw. Yeah, it was so loud. So like, every time we'd use it, it would like be. You couldn't talk. You couldn't watch TV. So did you actually? You actually made it? Oh yeah, we. I bought it. Bought, I made yep, it. Okay. So loud, and then like after like two minutes, you know how <laughs> that smell when the when electric motor gets really <laughs> hot, it would stink up like the whole room, and it's like the whole unit was like hot in your hand, and it's just like. It was nice to have, but you could only do it for a couple minutes. Yeah. And it's like, ah. Uh. So then finally I broke down and bought one of these because. Uh. Well, they're so, f I mean, they're they're not cheap, but they're still affordable. Yeah. They're not $400 like the real Theragun. No. I feel like for what, like I would use it for personally, like I don't need a fucking $400 Theragun. Well, here's the thing. Like if you, if you bought one of these and let's say you bought it um, and you were Dr. Michael. Right. And and you're using it all day and you're hitting people with it and all of a sudden it fails on you. Like you can't go back to this company and say, Hey, yeah. you know, it failed because it's like you're using it in a professional setting. Right. You know, so it's like, okay, so I was at Farm and Fleet. I bought a backpack blower there. Oh from okay. st a steel backpack yeah. blower. Is it still or steel? I, I say still. Okay. Um I really don't know. Yeah. Um it's funny because I used to say steel. That's what I thought it was, but I used to say steel. I think but I used to say steel. Weird. Anyways, yeah. Well, so you got a backpack blower. So the the salesman's like, so he goes, "You're gonna use this for residential use, right?" And I'm like, "I'm wearing my lambman, <laughs> I'm wearing lambman. my lambman and lambman shirt," and I'm like, "Yeah, I am." As a matter of fact, and he's <laughs> like, "Good," <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay." So then I looked it up online, and it's like, because if you say you're going to use it for commercial use, then you don't get the warranty. Oh. Yeah. So if it's if it's residential use, because they register everything right there is on that the just site. On, is that on particular products? Because I think it's on a lot of products. Like, I mean, that's a main chainsaw company of every fucking tree company I know. Exactly, but if there's there are different levels of chainsaw. Okay, so there's like there's a commercial. There's a homeowner yeah, level. Okay. So, but with the backpack blowers... There's not like a commercial level of backpack blowers. They're okay, just I, like they're just there's there's little and then there's big. Yeah, like, I don't know any. I personally don't know any homeowner that uses a fucking backpack leaf blower. I know three. Do you? Mm -hmm. Just for their house. They're fucking amazing. Have you ever seen? Okay, here's something cool. Uh, Have me. you ever seen the ride-on blowers? Where you like you stand on the back and you fucking ride on it and it goes down to like do long roads and shit. Oh like yeah, that. and it's a pow. It's huge. It's fucking huge. Yeah, it's got like a giant fucking 
fan in the front, and you can direct it forward or to the side and angle the shoots and shit like that? I've I've seen the push versions of that. I've okay. never seen a ride-on version of it. Where'd you see that? Fucking YouTube. I don't know why I saw it, but it was there, and I was like, this is sweet. I have no use for one, but this is sweet. God, the technology and shit they're coming out with, like, in the industry that I'm in, it's, it's incredible that, like, you can... So here's the thing. Every every landscaper that I know and that is that's going to exist is going to have a shop full of really fucking expensive equipment and like peop, like two people working for them. Cuz because you have to we're in the day and age where you have to make up for manpower with equipment. Before, I think people everybody wanted to to buy equipment um because it made things easier, and then you'd end up losing jobs because of equipment. Oh, sure. But now there's just a lack of people to do the work, so you have to have the equipment. You don't have a choice. So something like that, if you're blowing yards with it, and you can ride ride, ride on it, and it's got a turbine on the front. Yeah, dude. It's got like zero turn handles on it. Oh, it's a Ferris. And you just stand on the back, yep. and it fucking goes. Badass. So I have no idea. Again, I have no idea why this popped up on my YouTube, but I watched the video and it was like 20 minutes of this dude fucking leaf blowing. <laughs> okay. So, uh, what does one of these babies go for? I bet 10 grand at least. Yeah. I'm for just, a fucking leaf blower, but it's cool. It's a cool, it's so expensive. They don't even give you the option to see the price. You have to, you have to contact call a dealer. Them. You have to contact a dealer for the price. So that's the thing, right? It's like, um, I'm thinking about, I'm looking into buying one of those, uh, um, it's a stand-on skid steer. Oh, nice. So it's a track machine. Yeah. Um, but it, you can, it's more narrow, so you yep. can get into backyards and stuff. And it's like, uh, uh, but everybody wants one, you know? So it's like, it's like just like with your Ridgeline, the, the dealerships, the, the, the manufacturers got everybody by the balls right now, you yeah. know? And, um, but it's, in, in the industry that I'm in, with things like that, it's like uh, you uh, you need it sure to get shit done, you know, because um, a you don't have as many people as you used to have. It's your pool of people to hire. B you can't be like beating the shit out of people anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, it used to be like people would come to work and they would work and they you know you'd beat the shit out of them all day and then they'd go home at night and they'd be ready to go the next day. Nowadays, if someone comes to work, they get the beat shit shit beat out of them all day. I don't mean like literally, yeah, know, you know, it's like, it's a hard day's work yeah. shoveling and running wheelbarrows and shit. The next day they're like, fuck this, you know, I'm right. going to go make subs or I'll go someplace else. Cause it's like even subways paying like 15 bucks an hour yeah. now, you know? And so it's like, you got to figure out ways to be easier on your guys, mm-hmm. which honestly in the long term, it's better. It's better for people. It's better for their bodies and people, you know, don't have tore up bodies when they're 50 years old. You know, I'd, I'd rather my people that work for me have more healthy bodies at 50 years old. Cause I mean, it's still a hard work even when we have equipment. Yeah, for sure. You know? And so it's like, that's one of the things that's, that's come around for me and all this is like, I think one of the things that people are thinking about is like, right now I want to feel good. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to be, like some people are like, I don't want to be uncomfortable at all, which is kind of bullshit, you know. But it's like, people don't want to, um, they don't want to worry about like their health long term anymore, because it's like shit. People are dying right now, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's just like, fuck it. I don't want to do this thing that I really hate, right? You know. Yeah, um, I think, 
in a general sense with the workforce or fuck i'll use the example of me with this truck it's like mindsets have changed it's it's less about this is what you do and more about i've got one life i I understand i have to work but i'm gonna be pretty fucking picky yeah that i think that's a huge sentiment right now and like i'll uh, i think we talked about this a couple weeks ago when i when we recorded last, but it's like, that was the same mindset with the truck. Like, I don't want to have a car payment, but it's not financially we can do it. And it's like, I got, I got one life. I don't want to drive what I don't want to drive for 30 years and then eventually drive what I want. Like, I'm not going crazy. I'm not driving a fucking, you know, Ferrari. Right. It's a realistic expectation on what yeah. I wanted to drive. Yeah. You're, you're taking advantage of, of, of the environment right now and, and just saying like, you know, this is an opportunity for for you to to just check in and be like, "Hey, what do I want? What do yeah. I really want?" And I think it's super important. Yeah, super important. And it's re- and within reason. It's yeah. not out of reason. It's a, it's a healthy thing to do, and more people should be doing it anyway. You know, just checking in and just saying, "Right now, am I living the the life I want to live?" You know, it's like, am I fucking miserable all day long because of the choices I'm making because I'm saving for the future or mm-hmm. Or my miserable all day, all day long because I work for some place that doesn't appreciate me. Right. You know, it's like you have options now. Yeah. And take advantage of them. Because a lot of options. The options are probably going to go away eventually. I would imagine. It's like a cycle, right? You know, it's like there's going to be boom and bust cycles where all of a sudden, you know, I don't know, something something could happen and all of a sudden we're in a cycle where it's like the employers have the upper hand. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, well, people need a job right now. And there's not very many to be had. I don't know. It's yeah, just, there's there's some interesting theories out there that I've seen floating around or I've read an article on. Such as? Know, that it might not go back to that. That oh. people might have really like between the work at home flexibility and I'm sure the government paychecks didn't help anything. But it's like, yeah, the mindset is exactly like, eh. I'm going to do what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So anyways, let's go back to your gun here. Oh, you want to go back to that? Well, we didn't. You, I that, felt like cool. we digressed. We we totally digressed. That's what we do. But it's you like, brought it here. I did. So I, I guess all I'm saying is like this thing for me this summer has been a lifesaver. Like low bag well, stuff. How do you do your, I guess you got big arms. You got the flexibility <laughs> where you can reach around your low oh, yeah. back and hit yourself. Yeah. What's your favorite attachment, the one that's on it? Like the small little flat? Um, I would say, so it, it kind of depends. Um, the small, flat, smooth surface attachment is awesome when you got clothes on. Yeah. Like. Um, that's my favorite attachment. It, it works really great because it, it's smooth um, on your, like, but like the, the ball. Yeah, I know. I have no idea what that one does. I know it's a little. That's a G spot attachment. That's yeah, what I, I call it. <laughs> that looks like it. It, it. It's like, but could you imagine with this the kind of power this thing puts Fuck, out, dude? Dude, you'd yeah, <laughs> you'd either injure somebody or you'd make a million dollars on YouTube <laughs> or not. <laughs> it wouldn't be YouTube. It'd be something else. Um, but uh, uh, so yeah, the the small circular flat surface is a smooth surface, so it glides on your clothes way yeah. easier. You know. Um, but the ball, the little foam ball on the end, yep. I kind of like that on my back. Mm. It's like, it's, it's more of like a, I can push harder on it. Sure. It's sure. got, it's got a cushion with this thing here. Like when my, at the end of the day, when 
Uh, so by the end of the day, my back is usually pretty tight, my low back. And this thing will bounce mm-hmm. off my back. Um, it's like if you're on soft tissue, the tissue will move mm-hmm. and this will not. But when I get onto my low back, this whole thing will just bounce right off my yeah, back. Yeah, Sam hits my shoulder blade. Goes, ding, 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 oh, ding, my ding. God. On the bone. When you hit a bone with this, it's like getting yeah. a tattoo on a bone. Yeah. It fucking hurts. So that's my favorite attachment is the flat one. Yeah. Sam likes the ball. And then I like, I mean, obviously we cradle the spine with that, that little oh, yeah, one. Oh, yeah, the little goalpost one. Yeah. So, yeah. like, I like the ball on my neck. Obviously, it's a little more yeah. gentle. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, man, on my mid-back. Give me that flat one and push. This one right here. Okay, yeah, see, so I don't have that. This is a, it's like a, um, what would you call that? That is, what's the opposite of concave? Convex. It's convex with little bumps. Yeah, it's a convex bumps. It, it looks like, a, um, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, it's got little bumps across the front. Convex, it's only about an inch and a half wide. Um, it's like a, it's like a little, uh, like a little skid on, yeah. the, on the bottom of like a, um, you know, like those uh, uh, like ice, ice shanties. Yeah. Yeah, it's like this little skid on the bottom of an ice shanty, you, you know, or a trailer a trailer hitch foot, yep. something like that. That's what it looks like. But it's got little bumps. This one's pretty badass. I'll, I'll use that on my on my uh, SI, or is it a no, SI band? What's that band that goes down outside of your leg? TI band? <laughs> IT band. Why the IT fuck band. you asking me? Because <laughs> I'm just, I'm working through the progression. I'll There's find it. There's a band it. there? Yeah, it's a band. Yeah. It's called your IT band. It goes okay. down, like, from your hip to your knee. And mine just get super fucking inflamed throughout the day. So that is awesome for that. And then there's this one that looks like a chisel tip. Yep. That one there is like if you got like a little point, I'll put it on the corner mm. and just like. See, just that's what that little on bullet one's supposed to be for, right? The G spot one? No, the other. Oh, that this one. one. That's supposed to be like. I, a well, point. see, the, this right here, I think it's, it's the same. Oh, it's not the same as that. Okay, never mind. So maybe that's what that is. That's what the little point yeah. is for. So I, never, I, I never I never use that. Either do we. So I have four attachments. I have the ball. I have the the little flat circle. I've got the U-shape for the spine, and then I've got that bullet tip one. Mm-hmm. We've never used the bullet tip one. The bullet tip one just looks dangerous. It looks like it would hurt. Yeah, that's that's it's it's like it just looks like pain. Yeah. So I don't <laughs> I mean the other ones are painful enough as it is. You know, it's funny, though. Whenever we, we have someone come into our house, they'll see this if, like, we have it sitting out. And they'll be like, oh, can I try that? It's yeah. like, yeah. And they're like, oh, they can't handle it. Oh, really? it, it hurts yeah. so bad. It's yeah, like, it may, like, if you're not expecting it, even, like, the first setting, like, the low setting, yeah, it's kind of intense. The first time I used it, I could only do it for, like, 30 seconds. Yeah. It was, it was so well, painful. Well, you're not supposed to for more than, like, a minute or two on a spot, right? On one spot, yeah. yeah. Michael, Michael said max if, like, if I'm... On that IT band, he said two minutes. Yeah. It's just like, but just you really got to crank it. But then you got to give it a break. So I can do my neck, my back, my shoulders, my low back, um, my calves, and my IT band. I don't do much with my quads and hamstrings. So I just don't really get too tight. Oh, it's but nice though if you do it. My my hip flexors. But here's the thing. This is the badass part. That little curved one. You foot. can do it with the flat one. The bottom of your foot. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. I love it. It's so good. I'll put it on level 20 with not much pressure. It's like Jesus. Right on the bottom of my foot. And it gets a little like after about 30 seconds, it's a little sensory overload. But my God, it feels so good. I'll even do the palms in my hands. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's just so I get a massage like once a month. Mm -hmm. 
and the massage therapist, one of my favorite parts that he does is when he'll take the end of my hand and he'll, he'll, he does this thing where he puts his fingers and and he, in my fingers and kind of stretches my, my fingers out and he pushes thumbs into the palm of my hand. Okay. And it like releases, I had no idea how much tension I had in my hands until he does that. And it's like, Hmm. whoa. So every time I get a massage, I'm like waiting for that time when he does my hands. It's, it feels so good. Yeah. That's another thing. Like going back to what we were saying before with this pandemic and shit and doing what you want and like wanting to feel good. It's like, I don't think I would have ever bought that. Yeah. I wouldn't have. I would have been like, I don't need that. I impulse bought ours. Well, good for you. I'm glad you did. You know, because it's awesome. It's awesome. But it's like, yeah, it's like, I, I didn't. Well, yeah, because I, I, twenty nine ninety nine bought my fucking black and Decker jigsaw. Because and and my wife, God bless her, she's like, okay, so he's he's got to buy this piece of shit first yeah. and go through the progression because that's his way. So I had to buy the piece of shit, and then but then I ended up buying that one, and it's like, I'll. Almost everybody in the house uses it. Yeah, dude. I enjoy ours too. And I knew I I yeah, I haven't talked to you much, but in the last month I was I I honestly, like swear to God truth was like Ike would love this thing when I got when we got ours. Dude. Yeah. This well, like it's the bomb dot com for sure. Nice. I'm happy it. that you like it and you got it and yeah. you use it and it's comfy and maybe I bought it because you went and you sent me some some, some good vibes. Some vibes. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I've had mine a little while, though, so yeah, either way. I think way. you got yours before me. They're awesome. And it was. For me, it was like, because Michael sells them. Yep. Sorry, Michael, I didn't buy it from you. These are like 200 sure. bucks. Yeah. And it's just like my massage therapist has one. He's like, oh, yeah, I got this one for seventy nine ninety nine. He says, and it's I've had it for a year, and it works awesome. Yep. You know, it's like, okay. Seventy nine ninety nine. It's like I'm gonna buy that one. You know, I would have bought one from Michael if I if I couldn't have found one for seventy nine ninety nine. Mm-hmm. I definitely would have bought one because I was gonna get one regardless. But I don't know. Yeah, I I get stuck in that because I don't like buying the cheaper shit when if I feel like you know it's like well there's a, there's a mindset where it's like well it's cheap so if it breaks I can just get another one mm-hmm. and I really try to avoid getting into that mindset because it's like. I don't like throwing shit away. Right. You know, especially like electronics and shit like that. Oh, dude. So the, um, I don't know if it's SCC or whatever uh, uh, conglomerate is, an acronym that controls, like it's a governmental thing. They put out a, uh, what, what am I, it's a law. It's going to be a new law that um, all, all new devices have to be able to be charged with one port. Oh, really? Yeah. What is it going to be, USB-C? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, USB-C, that's what I'm thinking. So Apple's fucking pissed. For sure. Yeah. But so the EU already already put this in place because they said millions and millions and millions every single year of these fucking power cords get thrown away. Yeah. You know, and it's just like it's such a fucking waste. Well, here's the... So I have a couple devices, like wireless earbuds. They're Sony's. Um, that use USB-C, and I like that port. And honestly, I feel like the cable is a lot more well-built than, like, my Apple. Well, the Apple cables are built like they are because they want you to buy another one. Well, yeah, and then you just get a, then you just get a wireless charger. They're so fucking expensive, man. Yeah. So expensive. I enjoy I, I have that wireless charger, and I really like it. 
I don't. Th- I don't. You got an Apple phone? Yeah. You have a wireless Apple charger? Is that that magnetic thing? Yeah. Oh, I don't have one of those, but I should probably get one. Yeah, mine's two. Mine has a stand for the phone and then a thing for my watch. I really like it. There were it was expensive. I got it for Christmas last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it's convenient. The one issue with the magnetic uh, wireless charging is like you have to have it placed. So mine is a stand, so I kind of can place it perfectly every time mm-hmm. without thinking. Yeah, Sam's has like a flat one, but if it's not centered in that flat one, it doesn't like connect or pick up. Oh, so it's a little touchy. Still though, that's pretty awesome. Because how many chargers you got sitting at your house? Probably like six. Like cords? Yeah. Yeah. I've got a drawer that's got at least that many in it, and then Gavin's got a. Uh, he's he's got his phone. He's got earbuds he's got his uh skateboard electric skateboard he's got a one wheel he's got a um cord that fits his xbox controller yeah it's like so many cords for so i mean we have all these devices and it's something that's bothered me for so long is all these different power cords yeah because at the end of the day for me what i end up doing is like i'll be going through my shit and it's like oh what's this cord for and if it's a USB-C that fits like the Samsung and all that shit. Yeah, I think I it, think everyone but Apple is honestly going to USB-C. Yeah. So I'll save, always save a USB-C. Yeah. Like those little round ports. Yeah. It's like, I don't know what that's for. That's going to go, you yeah, know, honestly, that's a you, sweet stand. Yeah, man, it's convenient. It's super convenient. So if, but I mean, you're going to buy this stand if you have an Apple watch, but if you don't have an Apple watch. Then you just, you yeah, you're not going to. You don't to. buy this pants fucking sold out. Nice, thank you for selling me some, showing me something that came and buy. We don't have an Apple Watch, anyways. It's on a, some fucking tanker ship outside of Los Angeles right now. There's a million of them ready yeah, to go. Like Android, I, I believe, is moving all the USB C, right? I, I just feel like Apple's the outlier at this point. With well, their they are, cable. and they're and they're like they're they're like, well, if we switch to from a Lightning cable, then then how many Lightning cables are going to go into garbage? And it's like fucking. not as many fucking cables. As, as the going to garbage now. Yeah. Not as many. And it's going to be a one-time toss. Right, exactly. That's it. It's a one-time toss. After that, you know, here's the thing, too. Fucking, when I bought my iPhone 12, there's not even a USB on the end of it. No. And the thing that plugs in to the to the brick, you have to have a whole different brick now. Oh, that's so that's a USB, but it's a USB-C. No, the other end. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so because it's because it's, it's supposed to be fast charge enabled, or it's supposed to charge faster. Yeah, well, but then you got to you have to have a different brick. Yeah, yeah. So now now you got seven hundred different bricks that you yep. got to have. Yep. I think the brick should always be just straight USB. See, see, but I don't know if the USB. I thought USB C was that end that goes into the Samsung phone. It is, but on the fast charge Apple ones, it's it's the same end to go into the brick. It's bigger. I, I swear on mine, the brick is a USB-C. I'll look, but it doesn't so, matter. Well, well I'm, I'm, I'm curious, though. I'm going to look up a USB-C because... So in... The reason the reason I ask is because the end I'm thinking of is that small end that goes into your phone mm-hmm. on a Samsung phone mm-hmm. or your earbud charger or whatever. It's just it's a little one. Mm. Um, it, but for the for the Apple Lightning charger on the other end, it's it's a similar shape, but it's like three times the size. Yeah, you look it up once. Okay. I'm going to... I don't know if I have cables in here or not. Doesn't matter. Um, images, <clears throat> USB-C. 
USB-C is like an oval. There's the old one. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's not what I'm talking about. You're talking about the half moon one or yeah, like the half circle one. It's like, it's like, I hope they don't go that it's way. It's flat and it's yeah, got an yeah. arc. Yeah. I hope they do not go that way. So much of my shit gets charged by those though. Yeah, but everything's going over to that USB-C because it's, I don't know. And that's fine. But the problem is, is obviously this is going to be one of their big arguments is that all the people that have phones that don't fit that shit, they have to have a charger to fit that phone mm-hmm. or, or device until they, you know, oper- or bump it up. Unless they get some kind of adapting kit yeah. for the USB-C, like a dongle that you got for an Apple. Which they probably will. Yeah, that's going to be the only way to opt out of the, the cords is just to have the adapters. You know? Yeah, so that half moon one I think is like a mini USB or something like that. That's pretty old. It is old technology, for technology. sure. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of shit that charges on that too. Like right now I feel like my shit, I have three. Well, they used to have the even older one was it was flat and then it was like it went up and then it came back in and then it went up and came back oh over. yeah yeah yeah. Like that was the like motorola a, yeah oh. like almost a step yep um and then they switched to those half circle kinds so i have a lot of the half circle kinds i have the apple cables and now i have some stuff that's on the USB-C. the USB-C is convenient because it can go either way either way like uh it's just an oval so you can fit it oh yeah it's easy to inst- you can just plug it in you don't dude <laughs> How many times you plug in a USB port wrong? Yeah, a lot. Every fucking time for me. I just know it. In my head, I've already decided that I'll plug it in wrong, so then I'll flip it because I know it's going to be wrong, then it's fucking wrong. wrong. (laughs) You second-guessed. I I don't know what it is. Every time. I can't. It's like, it's so dumb. Hmm. You have to, like, look at it, and you got to look at the, and it's like, I don't want to do that. So I'm, I'm with you, that oval that you can just plug it in there. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm... I feel like all my stuff that would have taken like that half circle one has switched over in modern times to the USB-C, the oval kind. In modern times, Papa. Like the last few yeah. years, it's really, I feel like the USB-C is really taken See, over. See, because that's funny. I don't have a fucking one thing that takes that USB-C. Really? Not one. So I'm Papa. Huh. Yeah. I, I don't know. I got the lightning it cable. Makes, it makes sense. At the end of the day, it makes sense to unify everything. It really does. Other than people are going to make less money. That's the problem. Sure. You know, because if you unify everything, even the, even the people that make knockoff cords are going to make less money because they only have to make one. Yeah. You know, so it's like. You can make one, it better. You can, make, you can always make something better. Yeah, I know. But like somebody's going to make it better and then they're going to be the predominant knockoff cord. You know, I mean, to a degree. But it's like now when you go to the gas station, that little clear plastic bin, yeah, it's got like seventeen cords in it, yeah, you know, and it's like you got to have all those cords. So I think the bigger question is the one end that plugs into your device, and then we had kind of mentioned the end that plugs into the brick, yeah, and what route that'll go if they'll still offer the traditional USB. I think that's an A square rectangle one, yep. And the USB-C, the little oval one, or if it's all going to go to USB-C, USB-C. But there's no, I don't know. Tell you what, though, for manufacturing-wise, if it was USB-C, USB-C, that would would be super easy. You know, it's just like cord, bam, bam. Like you said, how many people have bricks laying around that are... Oh, I've I've got at least 10 bricks in my house, if not Mm -hmm. 20. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're just like, you don't want to throw one away. No, you because... Don't, you, don't, you don't throw away a brick, bro. Because so much fucking... <laughs> it's weird. So much shit now comes with the charging cable, but not the brick. Yeah, I know. It's... it's Well, in the Apple brick, especially, because the Apple bricks are those big fat ones, and they charge super fast. 
That one I just plugged in yeah, over the there? Yeah, the new kind, yeah. Yeah, that brick right there is a fast charger brick. Yeah, so, yep. So I have a fa- I have one fast charger, and that's a USB-C, the little oval, mm-hmm. instead of the big square. But all that's the only one I have that's an oval. Everyone else is a giant rectangle. See, and those, they're like 70 bucks or something online. Yeah, that's they're super fucking expensive. So if you can get a brick at Walgreens for $5.99... It's going to charge slower, but it's not seventy dollars. Yeah, you know, and then and then and then when you need another one because you can't find the five ninety nine one, you go buy another one, yep. and you got ten of them in your in your you know, yeah. junk drawer because that's what I got. And I'm back to the <laughs> <laughs> dumping. I don't know how that yourself. happened. I didn't dump it. It it like had an internal splash, just like yeah. Poseidon's kiss. <laughs> Poseidon's kiss. You don't know what Poseidon's kiss is? No. It's when you take a it's when you take a shit and your turd hits the water and it splashes back up and hits your butt. What? You've never heard of that? No. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. If you got a big plopper and, and it splashes up and hits you in the ass cheek, that's called Poseidon's kiss. <laughs> <laughs> the the things you learn. Yeah, man. The that's things you learn. In, all right. Mm. Good to know. Yeah. So now everybody, now you have a terminology for when you eat it, Taco Bell. <laughs> Actually, that's different. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think you get that oh, with Taco dude. Bell. Let's take a leak, and then I got a story to tell you. I am ready for your story after this brief intermission. <laughs> we'll be right back. Leak time. Yeah, dude, that's I awesome. loved them. That's awesome. Back in the day, I forgot what, uh, oh, what the fuck was it? It wasn't like, what was the... The downloading thing that like went to shit and everyone Lime got in wire. trouble, huh? Limewire? No, Limewire. Napster. Wi- yeah, Napster. Napster. Yeah. Limewire was the one I used. That's the one I used too. I mean, that I didn't use. That I I was aware of. Yeah, I someone told me about it, but I would never do that because that's illegal. It is, or it was, and I don't I'm know if, pretty it sure still it's still pretty fucking illegal. I don't think LimeWire is, is, is around is anymore. Yeah, so but that's what I was referring it's to. It's still I totally say. pirating. Dude, there's so many. It's crazy. My kids are like, I'm like, hey, you want to go to the theater to see this movie? And they're like, I watched it last night. It's like, yeah. What do you mean you watched it last night? And they're like, I just watched it last night on my computer. I'm like, where? And he's like, I don't know. There's this website I go to. Let's watch yep. movies. And it's like. It's like Soup Today or something like that. So. I just read a story about this guy who, um, his name was Omi. Okay. And uh, he lived in L.A. And uh, um, he figured out a way to, um, he bought like all these different uh, satellite services. And he would download the movies, watch the movies. um, And then he would decrypt them with these machines he got from China. And then he would resell them and and play them on his sites. Hmm. Like in loops. And... uh, he made in from like 2016 to 2020, he made like 28 million dollars or something like that. And then he got caught. And then he got busted. So like, he had this Instagram account and, and like he had Lambos and all these different cars, and he was like living large, gold yeah. chains, all this shit. He was a big personality. And now he got busted, but his lawyers like, hey, what he did is not technically illegal. Like he he did it in a way where he paid for the movies ahead of time, and he ran them through this machine, and all he did was just put them on a site and play them, and like I I don't know how it was, but he's his lawyers got some big schemey mm-hmm. way of trying to get him out of this thing, saying what he did wasn't legal. But this guy's like, 
you know, uh, prayers for Omi or some shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> this, this poor guy who's been living poor high on the Poor guy. Yeah, he it's like, knew what he was doing. Yeah, it's crazy. All right. You got a story. Oh, yeah. Oh, well. Or was that the story? It, no, that's not the story. It's like, just, I don't want to bring us too far down here, but it's some crazy shit. Okay. It happened to a buddy of mine. Okay. So I don't know if he if he's gonna listen to this or not. If he does, I'm, I'm, I don't think he's gonna care. Um, so one of my bros, one of my my best buds, um, we talk like fuck, like once every couple months right now. Um, but uh, so I had been talking to him before I went to my trip to Seattle, and uh, like let's see, um, I don't know what it was. Yeah, end of July, beginning of August, I okay. think is when it was. Right? Yeah. Yeah, um, so we talked. I talked to him beginning of July. I'm like, "Hey, man, I'm gonna go to Seattle here in a little bit. Want to get back? We'll get together." And it's like, "All right, cool." So I got back. I was super fucking busy. And I didn't talk to him for like the whole month of August, and then uh, half of September goes by. I'm like, "Fuck, I gotta call Bob." So I give him a call. Um, oh, first I text him. I'm like, "Hey, man, you know we got to get together. We'll go down to Vintage Brewing Company. We'll get some get some beers." And, uh, and he's like, um, he's like, yeah, man, he says, uh, it's no go for me. I'm like, what's going on? And he kind of sent me this big, long st- string of texts. Um, so I called him and we're talking. So here's first off going back to our conversation we had whenever the fuck we had it about like personal, you know, rights to your body, what you mm-hmm. put in your body, all that stuff. I still believe in that, but if you have the opportunity to get a vaccine and there's even a chance that you're not a fucking healthy as a horse, get the fucking vaccine if you can. Mm-hmm. So he went in, he got COVID. His whole family got COVID, right? Um, his wife had the first shot of the vaccine. Um, and then uh, uh, she was due to get her, her second shot. Um, but she had this conference she had to go to. So she went to this conference, got her second shot when she got back. And after she got her second shot, she was kind of like, uh, you know, not feeling good. It was like, everybody feels kind of shitty after the second shot. Right. So I didn't think too much of it. Um, she was feeling shitty for like maybe a little longer than normal. Sure. But it was like, oh, it's probably the shot, you know? And then one of his kids came home from school and he's like, dad, it was really weird. Like I couldn't taste my food. And he's like, fuck. Mm-hmm. He's like, I got a headache, and eh, it's just weird. So he got him tested, positive. His other son got tested, positive. And both of them were like, they were down for like a day, you know, and then and then they were feeling better. Obviously quarantined for 14 or whatever. But he hadn't really felt anything. Um, and uh, uh, Bob's a little heavy, a little heavier than he'd like to be. I don't think you'd mind me saying that. It's uh, he's he he's very open about where he's at, and he'd like to be a little bit better shape. I think we all would. Um, and uh, he's he tells me he's like he started feeling kind of crummy, headache, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. He's like, I'll you know ride it out; it'll be okay. Like second night in, hundred and two fever, mm-hmm. fucking feeling like dog shit. Third night in, still feeling like dog shit. Fourth day, he's like, ah. Oh, can't breathe very good you know it's like it's kind of hard to breathe so he's like if i'm feeling like this tomorrow i'm gonna go in so the next day still pretty hard to breathe 
So he goes in, right? His oxygen level's like at 90. It's supposed to be 100%. Um, and they're like, all right, here's the thing. Here's a couple things you can take. If you feel like this tomorrow, you got to come in. Wakes up the next day, checks his oxygen level, still around 90, 91, goes into the hospital. He's in the fucking hospital for five days. Didn't get intubated, but he was in for five days, monitoring oxygen, all that shit. Comes out of hospital, not feeling too bad. Um, in, in addition to this, he's been dealing with his sciatica inflammation. He's got a sciatica joint, some kind of arthritis or some shit in there. So he's been dealing with that. It's kind of been bugging him. So they, uh, he's got a cabin in, in <clears throat> Michigan. So he's feeling better, you know, okay. They're going to, they were, had a uh, plan to go spend a week at this cabin up in Michigan. So they head out to the cabin. Um, they get, they get up there unloaded and everything. And he says, he goes in the next day, like it was a Thursday night, Friday, he's like laying on the couch and he's fucking in pain, like mm. really bad pain. And uh, like his leg hurts so bad he can't walk. And he's just like, motherfucker, this is like some of the worst pain I've ever had in my life. So he tries to get up and he can't walk. So he slides his ass off the couch. He can't get off the fucking floor. So his kid helps him get off the floor and back on the couch. And they call the doctor and they get him into a local doctor where he was <laughs> He's like, yeah, this is what you got. You got some kind of inflammation in your leg, and this, you know, he's give him a steroid shot, you know, and he's like, you know, hopefully it'll it'll clear up. Goes back to his cabin. He's like, I can't do this. We got to go home. Mm-hmm. So they came back home. Um, wakes up the next day. He's in so much fucking pain. He can't do anything. He he's laying in bed. He can't even get up on his elbow. It hurts so bad. So that had the EMTs come, and uh, and they're like, get him on a stretcher. This guy's never been had an overnight in the hospital in his life. Sure. So I get him on a stretcher. They take him to the hospital. And uh, turns out he's got a fucking staph infection. Right? So the staph <clears throat> infection is attacking his leg because it's already inflamed and he's got this shit going on and he's already super weakened from this right. COVID shit. So the staph infection keeps him in the hospital for like another seven days. Right, and they're monitoring him because the staff can fucking kill you, you know. So they got him on all the shit and drip antibiotics and whatever, all of it. So he's in this. I, I might some of the details. This is a secondhand yeah, no, story. So, um, so he's got a staff infection. He's in there for seven days. Um, comes back out and he's super fucking weak, you know, tired, and he's just like fuck this, like trying to live, you know, um, and uh, starting to feel a little bit better again. You know, he's getting a little bit of energy back, and they're like, let's go out to dinner. So they go out to dinner, and uh, they come home, and they're like with his mom's visiting in town and all this shit, and everything's going pretty good. And all of a sudden, his, his whole, he said his whole stomach, he said he could hear from across the room. It was like a fucking pot of boiling water. Oh. So he heads to the fucking... John, and uh, he said, it's like, first off, for those of you who got, uh, you know, a weak little tummy, might want to listen to this. He said it's like, eat Taco Bell for like a week. It was like liquid. And then he stood up, and it was full of blood. Mm. Like fucking full of blood. And he said he almost passed out because it was like so shocking. Mm-hmm. So... Flushes, da da da, does the shit, comes, 
literally figuratively, walks out the living room, sits down in the chair, and his stomach goes, blah, 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 again. And he goes back in there, and it happens again, same thing. So much blood. Goes back out, and he's like, ah, I don't know what to do. He's like, this is really bad. Like, this is scary. And then, bam, he passes out in the chair for a hot second. Wakes back up. Call the ambulance again. They go to pick him up. Haul him back to the hospital. Now he's got some kind of intestinal, I don't know what the fucking thing it is, from, like, his body being so pumped full of shit from the hospital for the two weeks he's been in the hospital in the last three weeks. And, uh, and his intestines are all fucked. So now he's in the hospital for 11 days. And he comes out of the hospital, his leg is fucked. Like where his sciatic or whatever is. He can't even hardly walk. He's got a walker, a two-handed walker for like a 90-year-old dude. The dude's like 45, 47 years old. Wow. He can't get from one room to the next <clears throat> without taking a break with a walker. This guy... He used to fucking walk miles and miles in the woods when he'd go hunting. Like, like he's an ox, you know? He's a fucking stud. And, and, and all of a sudden, it's just like he, he's reduced to, to this point where he's like, when I talked to him on the phone, he sounded like he was 20 years older. It, it was just like, holy shit. So he spent like, out of a month and a half, he spent like 23 days or 22 days in a hospital Hooked up to all this shit, and his body's weak, and it's like, motherfuck, like, all started with this fucking virus <clears throat> kicking his ass and weakening him, Yeah, you know? And it's like, um, it's worth it. Going back to the conversation we had earlier about, like, being at that point and having a different mindset of like, I want to live, mm -hmm. you know, it's like fucking take advantage of what you got, man. And, and I understand it's a new vaccine. I understand that the long-term effects of this vaccine are unknown. That's kind of scary. Nobody really knows what 10 years from now. I mean, I think scientists have kind of figured out that you're not going to grow a third arm or some weird shit, but at the same time, this is some fucking bad shit. You know, it's like it was it's killed what they say it's killed more people now than the Spanish flu. Yeah. Um and it's just like I don't know. I guess it's one of those things where it's like when you when when you finally have somebody for me anyway, when you finally have somebody in your life that you know really really well that's just been floored by it or and or died. It's like uh um I guess there's just a different urgency around it. If you have the opportunity to say, yeah, I, I, I urge people to, if you have an opportunity, think twice about it, you know, because you don't know that the United States are, are the level of unhealthiness in our country yeah. is so bad that so many people are susceptible to going through what my friend went through and worse. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we're the fattest country in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so it was, it was pretty wild. <laughs> so then, uh, around the same time, my dad from Idaho called me and he goes, Hey, do you remember this guy? You know, you went to high school with his name was Alan. I'm like, yeah, I remember Alan, you know, um, he was like three years ahead of me in high school. He's like, well, he just died. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, he just died. 
from COVID. He had went into a diabetic coma and he got, mm-hmm. and, and he goes, and I'm like, holy shit. And he goes, you know, he was married to so-and-so. And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, she died four days later. It's like, Jesus. What? It's like, yeah. And it's, it's rural Idaho, no vaccines, no masks, no protection against the virus. Bring it on kind of mentality. Yeah. And it's like, again, I believe in personal choice and personal freedom. If if you don't want to be forced to stick something in your body, you shouldn't have to. But if you got an opportunity to possibly save a life or your own or, or keep you from being 45 years old, walking around your house in a fucking walker, mm-hmm. you know, this guy was out in his backyard throwing the football with his kids all the time, shooting arrows like everything. Super active guy. Can't even walk his dogs. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's not living. Nope. You know? And so it's like in this in this time and mindset of understanding what living really is, it's like, do you choose to live? Like, do you choose to to continue to to live, to take the opportunities you have? I think so. Yeah, man. Again, I'll reiterate what I said too, is like, yeah, I'm pro vaccine. But I, I'm I'm not gonna force anyone, but it there's clearly especially to a high risk population, overweight, diabetic, et cetera, advantages. Now I mean obviously that's a tough story, but Sam and I argue like with Lincoln, our three year old, if it was available to him, like what we would do. Mm. Yeah. I so I'm super <clears throat> I th- go ahead. It's a really tough spot to be in, right? Like currently he's three going on four. Healthy kid, happy kid. And so the argument, it goes two ways, right? Like you don't want to be the parent who doesn't vaccinate your child if it was available. And something happened because of COVID. At the same time, you don't want to be the parent who vaccinates your child who's healthy and statistically not too at risk for severity. And then something happened because of a vaccine, mm-hmm. and I just don't know the right answer. I don't think there. I don't think there's a right answer. I think that's the thing. It's not a proven vaccine yet. You know, it's not studied for ten years yet. Um, and in the the numbers for COVID for 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 kids Lincoln's age are are so minimal. Yeah. And so it's like, you know, when uh, um. To go to school, I think they have to get the um, smallpox, yep. mumps, yep. measles, well, that's the rubella. Thing is- those are different viruses. Yep. So, and and with those things, like, I kind of get it because they killed a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of kids died with those things. Well, hell, same with the flu. Like, he's gotten flu shots. Yeah. So it's like, um, how many kids die from the flu? A lot. Really? It's a, the flu, I th- I'm fairly confident, for young kids, is a lot more dangerous than COVID on a statistical level. I had no idea that that many young kids died from just the flu. I always I thought it's the, in the people thousands. that died from the flu was like people like in their 70s and 80s that get like super fucking sick. I'll look it up for you while we keep talking. Yeah, look it up. You know, the other part of it too what happened to the people I know that I went to high school with, um, and even my friend Bob, it's like there are treatments out there that if you get COVID 
and you go in right away, like as soon as you find out you have it, you go to your doctor and say, hey, what are your COVID treatments? Because there's uh, um, remdesivir, there's minor, what's it called? Uh, minocrobial antibodies, I think is what it's called. That's what Donald Trump got. Um, and, and that's getting more available in hospitals. There are these treatments that people can get if, as soon as they find out, even if they feel good, as soon as they find out they get COVID, they go in and they get treated now. Mm-hmm. Those things, it's like it's like a 90% difference in how you battle COVID for people with... Uh, uh, um, pre-existing conditions. So it's like, if you are going to be of the, of the, um, mindset that you're not going to get a vaccine, that you're not going to, uh, put that into your body cause you don't know what it is. You gotta be of the mindset that you're not just going to write it out, you know, because I think that's where people get really stuck. It's like, it's just a, it's just a flu. It's just a cold. It's just another, virus and i'm just gonna write it out i'm gonna let my body do the work when i get the flu like when go ahead you got the numbers uh yeah it's um duh, 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 duh. let me just verify this uh 57 deaths occur with a flu or 57 percent of deaths occurred between children 5 and 17 um 43 were younger than five year old and 43 percent 43 percent excuse me and the best estimate currently with 2017 to 18 flu was closer to 600 deaths. Okay, wait. So, so, six, so, so 100% of deaths was between the age of 0 and 17? This is of kids under 17. Oh, of kids under 17. Okay. That estimates were close to 600 deaths. 600 um, in 2017, 18? Yep. Okay. With 57% being between 5 and 17 and 43%. Under the age of five, so, so I'm just okay. So what, like, so it's I guess maybe comparable. I think COVID deaths last I heard let this week were in the four hundreds, four thirty, four forty. Okay, in Wisconsin, no total total since okay. the start of the pandemic. So over the course of the last year and a half, oh, four hundred and some since since year and a half of people under seventeen, correct, died okay. of COVID. That said, out of, out of like 600,000 documented COVID deaths. Yeah, yeah. So, so percentage wise, it's, it's statistically unlikely. Yeah. Statistically it's super low, but it's like with the idea that most of those deaths had some kind of underlying condition. Right. Um, and so that's the thing, right? When you look at statistics, that's where I think the moral side of it comes in. Because I don't know if you've seen it. I saw the interview of the mom with her daughter who got the vaccine. And within within a week of getting the vaccine, she's like not catatonic, but she's non-functioning. Yeah, she's like. She's got a feeding tube. Yeah, she's essentially brain dead, right? Yeah. And so it's like that's a, a one in a one in a, a yeah. million chance. Right. And it's like I guess as a as a parent, we have to decide – with that one in a million chance, like, are we willing to take the one in a million chance that we can give them the vaccine? Are we going to take the one in what 300,000 chance that they could possibly die? 
one in maybe four hundred fifty thousand that they could possibly get sick and die with COVID. Yeah, I don't know those. Yeah, I don't. Know I don't know. The, I don't know the stats, but it's like either way, it's a it's a very very small chance mm-hmm. of like uh, of getting it and 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 of of dying. Yeah, it's going to be point zero zero something, right? You know, and so either way, there's a chance. Yeah, and so and so back to the initial discussion of you know worrying about what we would do with lincoln i mean a it's not even i don't even know why the fuck we're worrying about it. he's three mm-hmm. and if they approved it to for five-year-olds we still have a year and a half to worry about it and who knows what will happen then so right yeah it's just the anxiety of trying to do what's right i don't know dude yeah man it's, it's called being a parent yeah you know it's being being a parent it's fucking that's that's the shit that like i think that ages us quicker is that late night stress of like yeah i noticed you know? uh you got on your <laughs> side wings here you got a lot of white going on there bro whenever i grow it out everybody says that it's like oh geez got a little white going on <laughs> so i got that a lot when when we came out of covid or the mask mandate mm. i took my mask off and the first people i saw were like jesus what's going on there and it's just like <laughs> fuck you it's just what it is you know and they're and they're just like oh well i just you know haven't seen your face in a while and so but when it grows out the white they comes talking up. like that so your hair you so <laughs> they say that that's how they talk so your know. hair yeah I, w- I went into that voice i don't know why fuck you it's anyway <laughs> yeah i got some i got some i got the white on the on the jawbone yeah and then i got a little bit of white down the middle of my chin too yeah dude so it's like uh here's the thing though it's like uh, uh, distinguished. I, yeah, <laughs> that's what I call it. Yeah, I like it. I don't mind it at all. It's You're like gonna do a little just for men or something. Fuck no, <laughs> fuck no. It's like so. I used to have this huge pet peeve. There's this guy I used to work with, and he went gray, you know. But he just I don't know. Like a lot, of, a lot of guys and ladies as they age, just like there's it's just a thing for people. Like if they start to look older, it bothers them, mm. you know. And it's like tweets their own, whatever. It makes you feel better. Makes you feel better. You look in the mirror, you like it, whatever. But this guy, he would do the just for men, right? It fucking dye his beard like jet black. Ugh. It'd be as black as this microphone cover. And it's like, and he'd show up to work and it's like, like we're not going to fucking yeah. notice, bro. Like yeah. you got gray on your head. Yeah. And your beard is jet black. I mean, it's like, it's like Sharpie black. I'm like. That's, yeah, that's intense. It's like, dude, like it just looks sad to me. It's like, don't do it. Like, if you're going to do it, like, do it really well. You know? Yeah, if they have one that's like, it's a touch of gray. You yeah, need to, yeah. You need the touch of gray. Yeah. So I got I got a buddy of mine out in LA, and um, up until COVID, he always dyed his. Really? I had no idea. Huh. I had no idea that he had a white beard. And But it's like, when I saw him after, you know, the first time I saw him after COVID, I'm like, whoa, dude. And he's like, yeah, I've been dying this thing for years. And it's like, really? It's like he did it so well. Sure. That you would never, never know because it always had a little bit of like salt, pepper, whatever you yeah. want to call it. It was just really well done. And it's like, if you're going to do it, just fucking do it well. Yeah. You know, make it look as natural as you possibly can because it's like, otherwise, it di- I don't know. It's like I don't know why it bothers me so much, but it's just like <laughs> clearly, it's 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 like uh, um, it's just like you're just trying so fucking hard, you know, and it's just like just stop. So I always, you know, 
I always said if I if my hair starts to fall out like the, on the top of my head and I got that ring of hair over my ears, You're I said it. I'm just shaving it. Yeah, there's no way I'm gonna try to like. I don't want to. I'm not gonna hold on to that shit. It's like it is what it is. This is what aging is. You know, stuff changes color. Your hair falls out. It's the way it goes. You know, so. If I got like a tree growing out of my ear, I'll shave that shit. I will, <laughs> I'll, I'll clean that up. I'm not gonna like be like, well, this is what it is. You know, I won't do that. But the rest of it is just like, fuck it. I don't care. Nice. I just want to be, just want to be me, man. You are you. Yeah. It's all about being me. So, uh, yeah. I do your hair. Does your leg hair like get thin when you get old? I don't know. You're older than me. You tell me. No, I'm fucking. I'm like a gorilla. But like I'm just wondering, like, it does it get thin? I, I never, I never thought about that until just now. But like, I wonder, like, if like when you get to be an old man, your arm hair and your leg hair and stuff gets thin. Yeah, I don't know. Chest hair. Yeah, it's like you just get frail. I saw, <laughs> I saw this dude. We were at the at a at a bar, um, and there's this oompa band playing. Right, <laughs> this fucking dude. He looked like he's seventy. But he stood up and he's like had this big barrel chest. He had fucking white hair. It looked like a like a shag carpet, nice. like all over his arms and his like it was like coming out of the back of his yeah. shirt up his neck, you know. And Stephanie's like, "Whoa!" And I go, "That guy's got vitality." <laughs> <laughs> so, like, that's our joke now. But it's like he's pumping so much testosterone at seventy years old. He's still hairy like a damn gorilla, and it's just like Jesus. Like he's like. He's a stud, you know. He's he he looked like he could still move a piano, but he was like seventy, okay. and it's like I want to be. Have you ever moved a piano? Oh yeah, fuck that. I fucking hate moving pianos. It's the worst. I don't think I ever want to move a piano again. Yeah, it's like. Mm-mm. Here's the thing. Going back to like living the life you want to live. <laughs> there's certain things I don't want to. Yeah, do. there's certain things I don't want to do anymore. But it's like, you know, someone's gonna be like, uh. uh I got a piano and I got to move it. Yeah. You know, and it's like, uh-huh. And it's like, can you help me, bro? And it's like, Fuck. call a piano mover. Yeah. It's like, that's the heavy lifting shit that people just don't want to do anymore. Oh, and by the way, everybody, just a quick apology for if you hear any clicking noises. That's me playing with the lid of my coffee <laughs> cup. I just realized I've been fiddling with it. it. It's and so, it. but, uh, um, anyway. Yeah. We've had, we've had two pianos here at our club and, uh, why? Oh, because kids play it. Yeah. Do you do lessons? No. Oh, why would you? That's fucking in? bang on it. Ding, 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 ding. I guess that's fun. So we had a super old one, and that thing was heavier than fuck, dude. And um, I don't even remember. We like, we took it apart and smashed it with a hand, a sledgehammer, just to try and rip it apart to get it out of here. We had, we took it down in pieces. Oh, for sure. Yeah, man. And there's like the big. I don't even want to cast iron back piece and that thing oh. that was the heavy part for sure. Yeah, man. That thing is Still definitely took the like heavy six part. people to get it downstairs into a dumpster. It's fucking crazy. And then someone donated us a newer piano, which is significantly lighter. Is it an upright? Yeah. They okay. were both uprights. Oh, okay. But it's uh, lighter. It's significantly lighter. It's still heavier than hell, but it's significantly lighter than the old one. And then someone came in and tuned it for us and uh the idea was gonna be lessons and it just never came to fruition. But kids still like to play it. And some kids know how to play it already. Mm-hmm. So they'll sit there and do it. That's one thing that when I was a kid, I wish I would have been taught. Piano? Just just something. Piano, guitar, just some kind of musical instrument. I I think that 
unfortunately, music and the arts and shit get kind of pushed to the side for the core curriculum classes. I got a recorder right here. I know you do. <laughs> I know. That's that's different. Take it home and practice. That's different. Yeah, I don't think you learn shit on a recorder. <laughs> you learn how to annoy the fuck out of people on a recorder. That's about it. And you learn how to like clean the spit out of a tube. <laughs> it's like all you, well, you know. So you know how to play drums. Yeah, I mean, but it's different. It's like different. It's like the djembe drums. I can play hand drums. Um, I can't play like a drum kit. Yeah, you know. But it's like when you're when you're hitting notes, like on a with keys or chords on it on a guitar. Right. It's just different, and and like I think that it does something to your brain. It opens up. I, it's actually I know it's scientifically proven that it opens up a part of your brain that will help you be more creative and learn mm. things differently. And, and it's, it's just helps in the development of a brain to, to expand your capacity. And, uh, um, and it's like, on top of that, how fucking cool is it for people to go into some place and just like play a song, you know, just to like, even on a piano, it's yeah. like, it's like, like they, we were down on state street one day and there's like, there's just a piano sitting out there. And if people want to play, they can just step up and play it. And it's like, this dude's like, yeah, I'll play a song. He comes up, pa 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 pa, and it's like everybody's like, yeah, dancing and shit. And it's like that's powerful, man. Sure, you know, it's like uh, it's like a gift. You know, it's a gift that that um, that people can share. That I really wish I had, so I could share it. You know, it's like I got gifts, but it's like that's something that's like in in my, not in my wheelhouse that I really wish mm. I, I had. And I'm I'm gonna. I'm going to try again eventually when I get, you know, maybe this winter or something when I get time. I'm still going to do the singing That's thing. That's what I was going to ask, yeah. I'm still doing that. Um, I keep bugging Shawnee about it. So, Jason, if you listen to this podcast, which you didn't listen to it before you came, <laughs> and I don't know if you're going to listen to it after, but if you still do, give her a hard time because I still want to do the lessons. Um, I've been bugging her about it because she's just she's doing classes and she's, in, she's going to, like, psych school, so she's super fucking busy. Um, so I get it. I get it, Shawnee. Um, but so I'm still going to do that, but it's like, yeah, I just want to like, dude, there's just something about it. Like music is such a gift and, uh, um, it's just like, I don't know the way it makes me feel. It's like, God, I wish I had that gift to like share with other people. Yeah. You know, it's just one of those things. You don't need music. You're, you're a gift already. <laughs> Aww. Just being with you. Thanks, Kyle. God, I love you, man. I love you too, brother. <laughs> Fuck. We need to take a break. <laughs> hey, <laughs> yeah. drums. Yeah. We're going to start this league back up. Fuck yeah, we're going to start the league back up. You got some up. new drums, right? I do got some new drums. They're sitting in my basement. They're like uh, they're like uh, bongos. Yeah. So it I, they're, it's a two-piece. So Is it going to ruin the vibes? I don't. Well, fuck. They can't ruin those nah, vibes, yeah, man. That's true. Unruinable. We've had, we've had some terrible fucking drum <laughs> sessions, and we yeah, still we, got yeah. good vibes out of it. So... It's going to be interesting. I, yeah, we're for sure bringing drums back this year. Good. We have to. Yeah. We have to, man. It's like part of the core. Um, but so in our drum circles, like there's just there's just kids that have never touched an instrument at all or yeah. never like on, on the table. Right. You know? And so when they put a drum in their hand, there's the, the amount of rhythm is, is not, it's almost a negative rhythm. <laughs> it's like, it's not a zero just rhythm. Chaos. It's like negative 25 rhythm yeah, and it's just, just complete a... chaos. And so with the, now they're going to have two drums yeah, it's gonna in really their lap. It's going to mess up with their, mess with their brain. But going back to what we said, it, if we get them dialed in a little bit, yeah. it opens them up, man. Yeah. It's just, it's an opportunity. So 
Well, well see, I was I was online. I was looking for some some more uh, before you bought those drums. I was looking for some more djembe's because I would. There's certainly um, I enjoy having like the bag of like little like things mm-hmm. like yeah, clicker the percussions yeah, and the, stuff like that. But I, at the same token, I wanna I wanted to have more drums so that if every guy wanted a drum, we could all have a drum. Yeah, drum drum circle drum circles um, are. Like when you have a lot of drums, if you can get into a really good rhythm, mm-hmm. it's really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, the hard part is, it's like how many guys want the solo? Yeah, <laughs> you know, because when you bust out into a solo and three people are doing a solo at the same time, so you, you handle that well. Though you typically go around the room and like point at someone, and that that's like you got fucking ten seconds. Yeah, give do it. What you, do what you want, man. <laughs> yeah, and and it's and then you have to like it. Yeah. Because yeah, but it does. It's dude. I'm so pumped. I'm pumped to get the drums back in the right. in the game. Yeah. I was just thinking about it. So yeah, we're gonna do it. Um, I think last year we started towards the end of October. Yeah, that seems right. Yeah. So we we're just waiting for your work to slow down. I yeah, think. that's that's kind of what I'm shooting for again. Like right now we're super cranking. Um, and uh, I got an extra guy this year, so I might be able to. Peel it out a little bit sooner this year, which would be awesome because, like, I think the longer the season, the better with these boys um, in our group. So, yeah, we're just uh, – dude, right now, like, I don't <laughs> – so we, I went to the dinner. Yeah. You know, that you guys were um, at. And uh, um, so there's this couple there, and and it's like I had, a, I had an appointment set up with them to go look at their landscape. They want like this big paper patio and all this stuff. And uh, um, so I see him. I'm like, God, didn't I have an appointment with them this month? So I'm like, whip out my calendar on my phone real quick and I'm scrolling. It's like, it's, I can't find it anywhere. I'm like, that's really weird. You know, because I'm pretty sure we set something mm-hmm. up. So I go up to him. I'm like, hey, how are you guys doing? They're like, oh, we're doing really good. Yeah, we're talking, having a good time. I'm like, didn't we have something set up this month? And they're like, yeah, we did. I'm like, when was that? And they're like, yesterday. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, man. Fuck. And so, um, and so I'm like, ah, oh, I'm so fucking sorry. And they're like, it's okay. We were super busy anyway. We really didn't have as much time as we thought during that period of time. Mm-hmm. So it kind of worked out, you know, and so I set it up right away and we got it figured out. And I just met with them yesterday, uh, again. Well, not again, but for the first time again. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And but at that moment, it's like I was I was kind of floored. First, I was super disappointed in myself for forgetting. And I didn't put it in my calendar like I always do. And I realized like this year is just another another notch up in my busyness level. And I'm starting to forget things. Mm-hmm. And it's like things I would always remember. I would forget. And and so it's like, uh, I first I got a little freaked out. And I'm like, man, what's going on with my memory? Like what what's happening right now that my memory's not working right? It's like I'm I'm taking my my mushroom complex, I'm taking my B, my C, my D, all that stuff. And it's like I'm trying to stay healthy, you know, I'm doing this Theragun thing, get massage now and then, go to the chiropractor. It's like, what is going on with with my mind, you know? And it's like I, I, I kind of hit this critical mass point where I can't mentally keep up with all the shit that I got going on. And so it's like, I've, 
you know, I was talking to Stephanie about it and it, it really was, it was kind of freaking me out. Like, like, uh, um, I told you a long time ago, I think I'm going to die young. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, if I got some kind of tumor or some shit pressing on my medulla oblongata, <laughs> it's like, I don't know. So it's like, but what I've, what I've, the, the distinction I've come to, the decision I've come to is just that, like, I've just, I've gotten to a point where I need just a little help. Yeah. You're just juggling so many balls. Yeah. So I got to put put out the bat signal to see if I can find someone that can help me out, get a little more organized, you know, maybe like five, 10 hours a week just yeah. to kind of help me out a little bit with my business and my life. I, yeah. It's just the organization thing. And it's like, part of it also goes back to what we were talking about before with this time that we have. It's like, this is the time we have, right? And I want to live it. I want it to be doing the things I care about. I also am building a business for the future because even though I don't know what the future is, if it's going to be there, I'm going to fucking, I want to be ready for mm -hmm. it. You know, I don't want to be 70 still working at the fucking checkout line at festival foods, bagging groceries if I have to. Um, so, so it's like I got this this mindset going on, but it's like I told you before we started, um, you know, I've just I've been really connecting. Like my got I got three kids, all four kids that aren't at home. You know, I got my mom, I got my dad, I've got grandparents in Texas, and I've got aunts and uncles and friends all over the place. That it's like I never fucking talked to them, right? You know, and so it's like, um. The, one of the drivers of my life that makes me who I am is my connection to people. And, and like, sorry, I'm getting emotional here for a second. Um, it's like, it's really important for me, and I don't know why, I should talk to my counselor about this, <laughs> that, like, the people that, um, that are important to me know how important they are to me. Sure. And it's like, so I tell them, I just want them to know, like, even if it's every fucking week, because I never want them to like go, go a month without talking to me. And then like, and then like I'm dead or some shit, right? you know, and maybe that's why I think I'm going to die when I'm young because I have this, this feeling in me that I like, like I have to, I have to like embrace the people that love me and that I love. I want to, I have to do it like, and I have to make it a huge part of my life because it feeds my soul. Um, but also I just want them to know how much you care about them. Yeah. You know, I think there's something that, I don't know, just as people mature, I think that sentiment goes a, a long way or it, it, it's echoed by a lot. It's just like shit happens all the time in this world. People mm -hmm. get in car accidents and die. People get COVID and die. I mean, you, people die all the time for random sporadic unplanned reasons and that's the more time you spend on in this world the more you see it and the more you realize like that could be me and that's just why i yeah don't leave something unsaid yeah and if that is just the feeling of love and appreciation towards someone just fucking say it dude yeah i think i told you my dad and I, I might have said, told this story on the podcast. Like, we went a long time without saying I love you. Mm -hmm. Not that we didn't love each other, just that wasn't the relationship. Yeah. The relationship was, you know, as a teen, 
you're doing shit wrong. <laughs> right. To young adult, here's how you do things right. And like, well, now it's been a couple of years, but there's a, a definitive point where it was just like, I love you. And it took me, a, it took me by surprise, but that hasn't wavered since. And so I, I, I don't know what, I just feel like there's a point in life for everybody where it's like a realization, like might as well say it and be upfront because if you don't say it, then no one's going to know if you're going to, if you're going to take that hard life approach your whole life, mm -hmm. then that's going to be who you are. Right. But I don't know. I feel like you're missing something if you don't say it. Yeah, me too. We me were, too. We were hanging out, and we had, we had had similar discussions of this before, and I realized I'd never told one of my best friends that I love him. So I fucking texted him, and I was like, I don't mean to be weird, but I thought you should know. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, you got cancer or something? What's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, that's a, you know, I still have, like, a lot of my guy friends, it's like, I'll tell them, I'm like, hey, man, You're like, I'll get off the phone, I'm like, love you, man. Yeah. And it'll take, it'll be, it'll be a beat. Ba -ba -ba. Yeah. It's like, love you too. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, uh, uh, it's very uncommon among men. Yeah, for sure. Very uncommon among men. And, uh, and, and maybe, maybe that's part of it. It's like, I don't know, maybe my path is just to fucking spread love to men and everybody in my life. But it's like, you know, and we have talked about it, but it's like, it's funny because I was thinking about this this morning and it hits me now and then. It's like, you know, I got TV shows I watch, mm -hmm. you know, and movies I watch. And I don't know if it's part of the formula, but if it is, it's, it's there because it's fucking real, is a relationship with a father figure in anybody's life, male, female, whatever, is there's something so critical to the that relationship in definitive younger years and then as you get older that it's like it's so like with a with a mother, there's the the loving, the nurturing the, the like growing of the, the, the heart, you mm -hmm. know, all of, all of those things. Right. When, when a, when a person is young and developing and throughout their life, it's like, mom's always the heart, right? Mom's the soft place, the heart place. I mean, not for everybody. Sometimes not all moms are like that, but it's like the, the feminine, I should say. Okay. So let me take that away. The feminine, the feminine is that soft place, you know, and it's like they're, they're, the feminine is where you go when you're hurting and when you need comfort and when you need to share your love or someone needs to get, you need a hug, those kind of things. A father is like, is like, that's that outward point that you look to, to find your bearing. You know, it's like, the, that's how I see it. There's the masculine is the bearing, right? The, the feminine is 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 like the it holds you inside. It's warm. It's comfortable. It keeps you keeps you like feeling safe and and like loved. But like when you're moving on with your life, when you're going through transitional phases, and you look out to what's next, I see a masculine as the bearing. That's like the fucking lighthouse. That's the 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 guidepost where it's like okay, that's kind of the direction I need to go. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like. Um, it's 
and when it, when I hear these stories and and I from real life and then you see it on TV and you see it in movies because it happens in real life when when people grow up without that bearing without that guide it creates this this like very scattered lost soul almost um and then when uh like I was watching I was watching a show last night and this it was two nights ago one this woman um she grew up her whole life hating her mother and she grew up her life hating her mother because her father cheated or she didn't hate her mother she was just very indifferent to her mother and she hated her father because her father cheated on her mother and she and and uh she had caught him cheating on her mother and so she grew up very hard and very untrusting and very like like um uh just angry you know because she had been wrong so many years ago and then she lost that connection with her father and and it was like um she had this big breakdown conversation with her mother at her father's funeral and it was like she never felt like she had him and because she didn't have him she didn't have her mom because she just was indifferent to her mom because it was like she saw her mom as weak because her dad was cheating on her mm -hmm. you know and it was like so many times it comes back to like like this 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 father figure in their life didn't exist wasn't there wasn't there to help them and guide them through those through those points of transition in their life and and it's like you know it's what we do at the club is we offer this this masculine energy that these young men can look to to be like okay i can see where i need to go like go beyond where, where we're at. You don't have to be who we are, but it's like we're strong, we're rooted, and we, we, offer, we offer a safe space for them to be themselves. Um, and, and, and then they can learn from us. You know, like you can't learn masculine fatherly traits from a mom, from, from the feminine. And it's like I, I might get some blowback on this, but... Moms aren't dads. Moms are heart. And when you try to take someone who's, who's heart and love and kindness and joy and all this bundled up warm energy, and then they got to try to be a dad too, it, it takes a kid and it puts them in a place where, where it's like, like uh, uh, they're, not getting, they're not getting all the, all the feminine energy that they should be getting when they're young, and they're not getting all the masculine energy at the same time. So they're kind of at this deficit on both ends, mm. you know? Um, and, and when, when there's a deficit from a mother or a deficit from the father completely when you're a kid, I think it just, it's almost like a, a it's like a, a, it's like driving off the fucking road and, and never really knowing where you're going. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, you just like in a single parent situation, regardless of which masculine or feminine, feminine, that parent is the most there's always seems to be some level of um rebellion from a kid like especially when that parent tries to be the other side yeah what they normally are like you just i without being specific i just see so many like single moms who like when their kid is you know 12 13 14 it's the feminine in that is gone because they're doing everything they can to try and keep their kid 
on track and they're they, they're forced to be the mask masculine side of things mm-hmm. like they're just it's so i just see the fight constantly and constantly and constantly yeah where i i i don't see any more that feminine side and then the, the kids just they're they're struggling clearly and I, that was totally conjumbled but i'm just no i feel that you need both sides you do and and it's like and it's really hard to be both sides if you're one person yeah, you can't. Right. I think it's impossible. I mean, there are people that 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 get by, and they and maybe they do it better than others, but on on some point, you have to give up part of something to become the other thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 like to uh, uh to be able to to switch roles. Like so so say you've got two kids and you got a boy and a girl. You know, and it's right. like it's like then what? So like at 12, 13, 14 years old, the boy's gonna be pushing. It's gonna be pushing hard, and 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 as the the feminine energy wants to just hold them, you know, it's gonna be okay. You know, it's like you're safe. I love you. You know, I'll make you dinner. I'll do all these things for you to make you happy. But the thing is, is like that's not what they're looking for. They're not looking for things to make them comfortable. They need someone to to square them up and say this is the this is where you stand. You fucking go over there. I'm going to draw you back right here because mm-hmm. this is where you stand as a man. You know, this is your future. This is how you carry yourself. This is how you treat people. This is how you treat me. This is how you treat anybody. This is how you treat yourself. Like, and they're going to push hard and they're going to punch and they're going to push and they're going to wrestle. And they like, they, they have, there's a masculine energy. There's this, like this little warrior inside. That's a fire. That's trying to push to get out, you know, and test all the boundaries. And it's like, uh, I've seen it as a mom, like moms just want them to be happy, you know, because it's like, what, what, moms didn't experience that when they were 14. They can't look back into their memory bank and be like, I remember what that was like, you know, because they didn't, you know, it was different for them. And it's like, you know, it's like uh, uh, the masculine that has that memory bank, that has that experience, can look back and be like, yeah, I needed someone to get my shit straight, you know, because I was out of control. Like, mentally, physically, I didn't know where I was going, what I was doing. I was angry about shit that I shouldn't have been angry about, and it's like I had no no grounding post, no lighthouse to look at to say this is what a man is, you know. Mm-hmm. And granted, what a man is to society has changed over the years, tremendously but still at its core the masculine energy is the same you know and it's like how do you how do you handle that when you're 14 years old and like you know you got these kids that play video games like i know my stepson gavin he's got when he loses or whatever he's like fucking slams his fist into his desktop his uh, his desk you know not his computer, but it's yeah. like the actual desk. And you can just hear this banging up there. And it's like he's got he's got this pile of fucking molten lava of energy inside him that's like he's got to do something with it, but he's not. He's just sitting there. And so it's like when something bad happens, it's like it's like this beast gets unleashed for a hot second, you know? And it's like, okay, so how do I how do I handle that? What am I supposed to do with that energy? You know, it's like I'm gonna start breaking shit. When I was a kid, I used to punch walls. You know, it's like I didn't know what to do with it. It's like I was angry. 
go out in the woods and you grab a stick and you you break it. You throw rocks, you know. You got to get it out somehow, yeah, yeah. you know. And it was just like, you know, it was like we'd go, our friends, we'd fucking karate each other and shit and we'd wrestle and we'd fight. And, and, and like you get the energy out in a way, but then it's like when you push beyond the line, you got to have somebody that's going to draw you back just a little bit and say, whoa, you're, you're over the line now. Like this is where you're going to get yourself into a position that you can't get out of. You know, you go like you take your bike and you throw it through somebody's front door because you're pissed off. <laughs> you, you know, you throw a rock at somebody's window, you yep. know, you like start doing shit like that. Then you get beyond that line. And, and, but if you don't ever have someone to draw you back when you need it on a consistent basis, when you're young, you don't ever know where the line is. Sure. You know? Yeah. And then it's like, I, I feel that a lot of times with, 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 feminine mom energy when boys are like that they're like what the fuck am i supposed to do with this like he's 14 years old he's bigger than me he's stronger than me you know it's not like i can physically keep him in line and so it's like well i'm just gonna love him more you know it's like he's gonna come home pissed off i'm gonna i'm gonna make him his favorite dinner you know i'm gonna make sure that you know he's got all the things that will make him comfortable to ease his anger but his anger isn't coming out of discomfort physical discomfort it's like emotional discomfort because shit's changing and they don't know how to handle it Mm -hmm. you know and so as a as a as a dad or a father figure or a masculine figure in people's lives that is so critical when growing up and i don't know like for a, a, a young a young woman growing up without a masculine father figure like how are they supposed to know how how they should be treated how are they supposed to know what what a a a good masculine energy looks like you know they don't know they just know these boys with their fucking crazy ass energy and then you got boys with crazy ass energy growing up to be men with crazy ass energy and they treat women the way they did when they were teenagers and these young women think that that's normal because that's the way it was when they were growing up. Because they didn't have that guy post to say, no, no, no. This is how you treat a woman. Mm-hmm. This is how you take care of your partner. Whether it's a man or a woman. It's like, this is how we take care of each other. You know, as a masculine energy. You know, and so there's like, you got to have a balance. Absolutely. You know. So anyway, it's just, it's something that I've just seen so much like, the importance of having that that figure in your life, you know, it's a uh, uh, it's critical. Yes, it's critical. You know, which is why what you do, Mister Landman, is so important. Yeah, and I'm gonna say what we do. I know, but you, it's rooted in you. It is. It's definitely rooted in me. Um, it's interesting though. So, um. I think it's always been there, but the men's work I did, yeah, um, when I was in my thirties, it, it it like uh, it it added a um, a clarity to it for me, um, and it added a new fire and a passion to carry it on to give it to others, mm-hmm. you know, um, and uh, and I have been thinking, like men's weekends are starting to open back up again, starting to have them retreats and and uh, um, 
opportunities for men to get together and explore the masculine and, and how to share it in a healthy way and, and, and to like, uh, uh, to love yourself, to be proud of who you are and, and the gifts you have. Um, and, uh, I'm, I'm certainly looking into a few weekends right now that, uh, are coming up this winter that, um, I think that, uh, I think it would be really good for me to have. Sure. Um, I encourage that for anybody, any man out there. I don't care if you're 18 to 90, you know, it's like, um, take an opportunity to fucking dive into being a man and what it means. Um, and it's, and it's not like, it's not all grunting and, and, and like, uh, rah bullshit. It's like tearing down the shit that's holding you back from being a better man. Um, being a better husband, being a better partner, being a better employee, being a better boss, being a better self-care advocate, like taking care of your own shit. So you don't turn 60 and your body's falling apart. Like all that, um, the, uh, uh, the, uh, the takeaway from the weekends I've experienced anyway, um, really just helped me show up as a better, as a better man in all aspects of my life. Um, and there's a lot of them out there. So if you are listening to this right now, if you're still with us, um, for our three listeners that we got, <laughs> um, and, and if you happen to be a man or if you're a woman and you have a man in your life that you think can really use something like that, um, check it out. Look them up. There's a lot of great men's weekends. If you want any recommendations, feel free to email us on on our podcast. Uh, send it to whatever link that Kyle's going to put on the podcast. In the show notes. In the show notes, you can send it to me. I'm happy to give some recommendations. And honestly, if someone ever wanted to sit down and talk about it, I would be more than happy to sit down and uh, go over the the um, what it looks like and yeah. and what it could mean <clears throat> to somebody um, because it changes a lot of lives and it. You know, I think a lot of times when I was younger, I always thought that like um, retreats and shit were like just for the person, mm-hmm. right? The person goes and feels better and gets a massage and you, you get out in the woods and, and, and you get to forget about your life for a minute. And it's, and it's like, it's just like, oh, it's a reset button for the person. But what I realized from the retreats I went on to, I went to, is that yes, it was a reset for me, but it was also an opportunity for me to come back as a better man for the people in my life, um, a better person for the people in my life. And that was, that was just as important, if not more important than it was just for me alone, because the ripple effect that you can have when you show up fully for, um, everybody in your life is like you, you, you make them better, you know? And then if, if they're better than, than the people around them, are better. And, uh, it's, it's like, it's a fucking beautiful thing that just, it just like a, it's a drop of water hitting in a pool and it just rolls out. And obviously the ripples get smaller as they go, but that first circle right. of people around you feel it. They feel it. Yeah. It's like, it's like first it's <laughs> when I first came back, it scared some people cause they were just like, they didn't recognize me. Like I physically looked different and it's like, it's, it's weird. The energy I carried changed the way, like just how I looked. Um, the first weekend I went, they took a picture of me when I went in and, and granted, like I was just coming off a divorce and I was fucking angry. Did I ever tell you this? No. Okay. So I had a friend of mine recommend this weekend to me, this mankind project weekend. Um, and it was like, 
Like I, I know you went on this, but I don't know the details of when and your mindset on it and stuff like that. Yes. Yeah, so, so I just come through a divorce and I was, I was fucking pissed. I was like, you know, I had my whole life planned out. I knew what I was going to do until the day I died. And all of a sudden it's like, mm, I don't want to be with you anymore. Fucking derailed me. Took my kids away. All that. So I was fucking pissed, you know, and, and like a buddy of mine's like, man, this would be good for you. I'm like, I'm like, what are you going to do? Fucking change me. Fuck them. You know, they can't change me. You know, like all that shit. I was like, I'm a man. Right. You know, I know who I am. And I was super fucking jaded and hard. Um, and, uh, and I know that's hard to like imagine, but I was in a bad place. Um, so I showed up and they take a picture of you. Right. And it was like, uh, uh, I was like a fucking statue. I was like set jaw, clenched teeth, fucking my eyes were narrowed, everything. I was hard. Um, and, uh, uh, I remember going into this thing, like these fuckers think they can break me. You know, they're going to try to get in my head. Fuck them. I'm going to break them. That's how I thought that's, that was my mindset. So like when you walk in, like, so, um, so I showed up to the weekend and I was like, I was like five minutes late, you know? And so I pulled in five minutes late and this guy's standing with the clipboard. He goes, name. So I gave my name and they, and they make you ride with somebody. That's my buddy that just went through all this shit in the okay. hospital. That's who I rode with. Um, and he told me too when he, he cause he picked me up at my house he said, when you walked out your door, I was like, oh, motherfucker, I got to ride with this guy. He's going to murder me. <laughs> he thought that, that they was, he was afraid, literally afraid of me when I walked out my house. Um, and so uh, this guy's like, name, I'm like, yeah, landman. And, and he's like, he's like, so what time were you supposed to be here? I'm like, I looked at the clock. And he goes, what time is it? And I'm like, it's 1.35. And he's like, what time are you supposed to be here? I'm like, 1.30. He's like, right, you're late. I'm like, yeah, I was like five. And he's like, I don't give a fuck. You're late. What the fuck do you got to say for yourself? And I'm like, well, you know, he's like, don't give me no bullshit excuse. Just tell me you're fucking late. And I'm like, I'm fucking late, asshole. You know, like, whatever. What mm -hmm. are you going to do? So we went in and parked on that piss, right? It's like they go in and they have you drop your gear and they go in this room, you know. And I, I don't want to go through all the details of everything that happens because for it's, for sure, you know, but. Basically, they get into your head to try to get you out of the world you just left. You know, they, they, there are certain processes that you go through to like, A, are you really fucking ready for this? Because if you're not ready, you can't handle it and they don't want you there. That's one of the best things about this, this Mankind Project is that if you're not ready, they don't want you to be there. Mm -hmm. They don't care about the money you pay. They'll refund your money, all that shit. They just, you're, they don't want you there if you're not ready. Because if you're not ready for the experience, then you're going to fucking wreck it. And it's like, you don't want that. So you go through these processes for them to try to make you very present. Like in the moment right now. Like, you know, um, some of them are physical, some of them are mental. And uh, like I can tell you a couple. So like there's this when you check in and you go through all your gear um, and they, you go find your cabin that you're staying in with like 12 other dudes and you know, all that stuff. And then uh, uh, there's this process where when you walk in, it's dark, right? It's fucking dark out and everybody's all the, all the staff are wearing black, nothing but jet black clothing. And they'll say, go see that man. 
there's a dude standing in a fucking field like 50 yards away. So you're like, okay. Walk over to this fucking dude, and he just fucking stares at you in your eyes. Doesn't say a fucking word. Mm -hmm. You know, so you're standing there, and that's hard to sit in silence and look at somebody in the eyes for like 10 seconds, let alone 60 seconds. So like 10, 15 seconds in, I'm like, so what? And he goes, I didn't tell you to talk. It's like, ooh, fucking fine, you know? So I'm sitting there, and then he goes, go see that man. Fucking look down the field, 50 yards away, and another fucking dude standing out in the middle of the field. He's fucking staring at you. It's like, okay, I can stare at you. You know what? I'm going to stare at you harder than you stare at me, motherfucker, you know? So you go through this process, and at, at the end of this process, then you meet with uh, a different person that does a different thing. Um, and uh, it's just another part of the process mm -hmm. to make you more present in that moment. And, uh, and like, he was still carrying all this pain and anger. They knew it, you know. And the next morning, we get up early and you're doing this exercise. And they make you sit across, you know, crisscross applesauce in the middle of this floor with another man. And you have to look at him for two minutes. No words, no nothing. And then at the end of those two minutes, you have to describe, and this is somebody you've never met, you have to describe in writing and verbally who you think this man is by just the energy you're feeling and what you see in him. And the guy I picked was like, he was afraid. You know, he's this little guy, and uh, um, he's very soft-looking, mm -hmm. And his eyes were very soft, and he, like, had a hard time looking at me. And so, like, they asked me, like, what do you think of this man? Like, I'm like, well, he's kind of weak, you know? And, like, I don't think he's very confident in himself. And, you know, it's like, I just think, like, maybe he's just a little afraid, you know? And, and then he had to repeat to me what he saw in me. And he goes, this guy is the meanest motherfucker I've ever seen in my life. And at the time, I was like, what are you talking about, bro? Like, I was, like, being cool, mm -hmm. you know? Like, I thought I was, like, pretty chill. And he's like, his eyes are, like, fucking laser fire beams <laughs> burning a hole through the back of my head. Jesus. And I was like, holy shit. Like, that's what people see when they see me walking down the street? And I was like, that's not who I am in here in my heart, you know? But that's what I was putting out in the world. Yeah. Because it was all my defenses were up. And it was like, okay, now I, now I fucking see kind of what I'm doing here. Like, I got this, this big fucking shell going on that's my armor to protect me from getting hurt from anybody. So I'm going to come off like somebody who you don't want to fuck with. I'm going to come off with somebody who you don't want to, like, sit next to and talk to. Because, like, if I start talking to someone and I start liking somebody and then I get soft again and then they're going to hurt me. Sure. You know? Um and so through the process that we went over the entire weekend, they took another photo of me when I left, right? Um, and they give it a packet to you with your two photos, the group photo of all the people you went through the process with and, like, some stuff to carry you on, you know, after you leave. And the two photos was, like, it was a different person. I was I was 100% different person 
dude, like they give you a bandana with a color when you show up. And like my bandana was all like, it was around my neck and it was like, like you could, I could have pulled it up and been a bank robber. You know, when I left, it was like wrapped around the top of my head and I looked like my, <laughs> like my long hair was all hanging all over the place. I had the smile on my face. It was like a thousand watt smile. And it was just like, I was the happiest motherfucker I had ever met in my whole life. And it was like, just because I, I figured out who I was and mm-hmm. I got in touch with that a little bit and I wasn't afraid to like share it with people, you know? And uh, I think we grow up as men in an environment that it's not, it doesn't feel safe to share with people who you really are. You know, our moms gave us that soft. If we had grew up with a mom, we were given that softness. We were born with it, but we were also nurtured in this. And we were young to like be soft and love animals and love each other and all these things. You take care of people and you be nice. Um, but over time, as, as men, as we get older, the softness isn't valued. You know, that's not what's, um, as when I grew up, it wasn't what was important. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so as that softness gets covered up with layers and layers of hardness, it's like pretty soon you don't tell your kids you love them. Right. You know, you don't hug people. You don't, uh, you don't do the things that might make you look weak. Um, and there's, there's, there's so much strength in showing vulnerability, you know, but it's, it's hard it's hard to get there, you know, and that's what these weekends do for a lot of men is it shows them how to get there. And when you get back, like after the weekend, um, you know, you feel different and you act different yeah. and your family's like, for sure. who the fuck is this guy? Right. You know, um, and, uh, and the world kind of wants to put you back in a place where you, that you were when you left because that's where everybody else is comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody else wants the old guy because that's where the comfort zone was. And so automatically when you come back, it's another test. It's another test to see, can I maintain this level of compassion and right. self-care and self-love and honesty of who I am moving forward with all the people that have expectations that I'm still this other guy. And so the challenge doesn't ever stop. And I think that's where, long fucking story short, where I'm getting to now where it's like, I kind of want that refresher I yeah. want. I want to. Yeah. I want to step back into that place where I can re-solidify myself in that energy and that feeling and that and that moving forward, carrying carrying that all of the all of the amazing things that comes with being a man out into this world and for myself and for my family and for my friends and for people I meet on the fucking street, you know, because it's important. So, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. I just kind of ran on for a little bit there. I like it. Yeah, you check your watch. We gotta, we gotta bounce. I do, but that's a good place to end because reground ourselves here. Yeah, man. Hey, I love you. Love you too. Yeah. Set it publicly, baby. Then <laughs> <laughs> making strides, man. Making strides. Yeah, no. This is a good place to end. So yeah, thanks I'm, everyone I'm for listening. Yeah, thanks and, for uh, showing up, everybody. We had a lot of energy in the beginning, and now we got a lot of. And we went through some. Yeah, weird story, like not happy story, and we're ending on a calm but lovable note. Yeah, so chill, chill vibes. Chill vibes. Yeah. So, all right, peace, all right. y'all. Much love. Have a good week. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, until next time. Bye bye.